Hey everyone, welcome to the show. No. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chase Doesn't Know podcast. I am your host, Chase. This is episode 11 with Amy Dighton. I did not know Amy before she came uh, to join me on the podcast, and I wasn't quite sure how we would mesh having a conversation about things. Um, but as you will hear, I think we got along pretty well. She might be, or no, I think she phrased it, I might be the male version of her is what she said. She and I kind of work in the same world. So it was awesome to hear her perspective, which is different from mine on a lot of these things and getting some of her insights and tips and lessons that she's learned over the past few years working in the marketing world. We actually added for this episode at her great suggestion, a little sound effects. Um, so brace yourself for what you might hear going into this episode, but it was a ton of fun. And I think uh, she had a lot of great things to say, and I hope that you go look her up after listening to this podcast. You can search for her company, Clover Creative Agency here in Baton Rouge. They are a national brand doing business in across the United States and making loads of very important business trips to Florida and Tennessee amongst other exotic locations. So they are doing the big time. She's building a really cool team. She has been in Baton Rouge her whole life and loves uh, the, the Baton Rouge creative scene. So we talked about a few of these topics and some other things we may or may not have closed out the podcast talking about conspiracy theories. So if you make it that far, you might enjoy that portion. Again, thank you so much to Amy for spending a couple of hours on a Tuesday evening talking to me. And I really hope you enjoyed your time. And I really hope you listening enjoy hearing from my guest, Miss Amy Dighton. So it, are baby girls or baby boys easier? Boys. Really? Yeah. Why, why so? I think boys are just like, I'm cool, feed me. Like they're just, <laughs> and girl, I feel like girls want to grow up quicker than boys, even as children. And when they're little, I think that they get frustrated because they're more aware and observant. So they're like, okay, I see mom giving me the bottle. I want to try. And then when they can't, they get crankier. At least mm. that's how my girls are. They're very independent and it's kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> Because I'm like, you can wait. You don't need to grow up so fast. Yeah. So I feel like boys are easier in general. Cool. Um, and you, uh, so you, we were talking before and you just sold your house in Denham. Mm -hmm. and, sorry, are you trying to move into Baton Rouge or? Um, well, I would love to live in Point Marie. I've been trying to get my husband to yeah, buy I, into I see it. You, uh, like post up. Where is it? Exactly. Is that? Oh my gosh. It's amazing. So <laughs> go like you're going to La Berge and then just at that second roundabout, just keep going. It's oh, right okay. there on River it's Road. Yeah. Okay. It's like Pleasantville. It's like the Truman Show, but without like the creepiness. Without the cameras. And the cameras. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm there a lot recording things, but right. not like to that level. Right. So, so are, is that where y'all trying to move into? No, because okay. my daughter's dad, that's too far. <laughs> so, I mean, we talked about maybe eventually having like investment property there, which would be amazing. Cause I mean that place and just give it a few years, it's going to be like insane. Um, but no, so we're actually probably going to move into central. Okay. That way it's close enough for me with all of my Baton Rouge clients and then it's close enough for my daughter and her like denim springs friends and activities yeah. that she's just more established than my, my little kids. They don't care. Right. Of course. But, yeah. You could be my neighbor. Yeah. We're building in central right now. Nice. There's actually a lot available. Where he are you building? He tried to get me to buy it. Do I, I did. I, I really would love Chase and Tori to come live with me. But, uh, Where is it? Live not with me. Live in your house? Near us. Free of rent. Near us. I'll near live us. with you for free. Uh, Suncourt near uh, in Bellingrath. Oh, Bellingrath area. Oh, Yeah. 
So where the home we're looking at is like right by that. Nice. Area. So I love that because the place I go work out is in the Central Square thing. So oh, that new bar studio. Yeah. Okay. Because my wife did. They used to be at the corner of Magnolia. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So my wife used to work out there for. Yeah. She did for probably all, close to a year. But she it was like it. It was like a year or two ago. She yeah. was trying to get Britney in, in That's that right. game. Yeah, yeah. She needs to come back. I'm telling you, it is like amazing. I watched their account for a while. I actually known Shelly, the owner, for years. And um, are we recording this? Is this a part mm-hmm. of the podcast? Oh, cool. I thought we were still doing we a like test. I thought this was the it. longest test ever. <laughs> awesome. But no, I've known Shelly for years. And, um, you know, I'll just as a friend and doing marketing things with her. And I was always like, mm, I'm not like cute enough to go to those classes. Like I need to get in shape before I go. <laughs> need so, to get in shape yeah, before you right. get in shape. <laughs> so finally, actually, I started when I was pregnant because I was like, who's going to judge a pregnant chick? And so it was awesome. And I got in better shape. I was, I was in better shape still in the, like today when I was like going to deliver my baby. <laughs> it was like awesome. Um, and, you know, then I had her and started eating Chick-fil-A when I got emotional. So <laughs> it is what it is. But it's a great workout and it's not nice. even the workout. I literally missed seeing those people and having that one hour where my phone wasn't ringing. I wasn't having to do work. I was able to completely mentally check out and just think I was back in the club and having fun listening to the music, nice. but just oddly holding poses that look like ballerinas and mm. stuff. So it's like a legit hard workout. It is. So they have this thing in February where you can bring your bow to the bar. And when my husband came and my husband is like, 10% body fat, like super awesomely like fit just because he walks the earth. He literally does nothing. It's the most annoying. <laughs> if I didn't love him so much, I would hate yeah, him. Exactly. You got to hate those people. A little oh, bit. Yeah, for I sure. swear though, he turned 35 and the other night I was like, I think you might have like two pounds like Ooh. right there. I was kind of excited. <laughs> I was like, you're showing you're happy in our marriage. I appreciate nice. it. Um, but we had, I had him come and he was dying. Awesome. I mean, his legs were trembling and he kept having to come up and stand up and like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, now you know it's not all I don't just come to like socialize it's not like babysitter's club it's right. like actual or like banging die. on the ground with drumsticks I <laughs> yeah. heard that that's like one of the that is fun though but it's so hard really because you have momentum going right and you're and you're hitting it and you're bouncing around but when you have to have a, a hold position like say you're like bending down with your legs really like wide to hit the floor to stabilize against your own like I don't know what that what that would be called but like when you hit you know how like if what is it that rule in physics where if something hits, there's like equal and op, op, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. opposite reaction. Like the recoil of the so like you're hitting it. So you're, you're using your own force and then it comes back to you, but you can't move. You have to keep your whole upper body stay like stable while you're like going to town as if you're drumming out. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. It's um, really hard. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my, I, we, whenever I was about 12 or 13, my family moved to central. So I've lived in central until I got married and then, and yeah, and then Carl's about to, Live in Central. Oh, yeah. He's going to take a few pictures. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Sorry, my water bottle just made that sound. All good. Like I said, super casual. Yeah. She asked before if it was, uh, if I was doing video or if we were going to be doing it live. And I was like, no, no, no. It's pre recorded. It's just hanging out or just like casual conversation. She's like, okay, good. Cause she was eating in the car or something yeah. and then got the, it's like, we're, we're, I think we have a whole yeah. lot in common and right. we've never met, which is really cool. Yeah. Like in the, I was telling Carl just a second ago, like I just told you just a second ago, but this might be the easiest podcast because, uh, oh, fun. cause we're like getting, I don't know. It's like the topics are flowing well. You're like the but, boy, boy version of me, maybe. Wow. Maybe. Or is that too much? Too no, soon? I mean, sorry. Right, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We can be BFS We're only now. a few minutes in. So let's, I'll be the judge. 
That's right. And we are drinking water too. So yeah. Um, cool. So I don't ever like start, which I haven't started cause we've been talking for a few minutes, but I don't ever really like ask someone to explain like who they are and where they came from. But so don't do like the boring, cause you know, the boring thing that a lot of people do like, so tell me about what yeah. you're up to. Don't do like the whole boring thing, but I know you, uh, own a creative agency, run a creative agency. Yeah. So give me a little bit of background into, uh, into what you're, or just tell me what you got going on right now. How about that? Okay. Well, I'm helping all these businesses open back up during this crazy time. Mm -hmm. So, um, we have our hands in a lot of things, but a, a large, you know, portion of our clients were dentists and also bars and like event places. So we were like, uh, what do we do? Um, so yeah, what we're working on right now is just figuring out like the social distancing and how we yeah. can help them market, but also walk the line of like being sensitive to polar feelings on reopening and things like that. So, um, I don't think I've ever been as scared posting things for my clients as I am right now. Like there's a lot of back and forth on, um, even having events. Like when I was telling you about that event where, um, we were out in the heat doing that drive by arts market, like we were so happy to do that and give these artists, you know, an avenue, like here, you've been at home for two months now. And if you're not selling online, I can only imagine that. And then if you're yeah. trying to prove to the government your income to get unemployment and you're just an artist who makes like, you know, these paintings, I'm not discrediting their art, but I'm saying that can be hard for some of these people to have to come up with all of that in that short period of time, mm -hmm. wait on wait on hold, wait, do all the things. It was really stressful for a lot of people. And then I can only imagine being self-employed doing that because I mean, I had to do that as a business owner, but so we did that and it was really interesting. like. Some of the people were like super supportive. We had 40 cars drive through. All the artists were pumped that did it, but we only had like four show up out of the hundreds that were invited. Oh, wow. Because they were just like scared. Yeah, they yeah. didn't also want to be associated with something that turns out like the, yeah. the next week, the advocate saying, so thanks Point Marie for spreading coronavirus. <laughs> right. You know, so it's been, it's been interesting um, because so much of what I do is the fun. It's the creative, it's uh, never getting bored, all those things. And because of this, we're kind of like, wait, do we post that? Is mm -hmm. that timely? Should we say that? So that's been kind of an interesting chapter in my marketing marketing career. Right. That's that is interesting. It's uh so you'd say like this is uh definitely actually a different time than anything before. Yeah, and anything that I've ever experienced. I mean, and I've gone through, you know, uh different presidencies. I've gone mm -hmm. through um different economic recessions and things like that with marketing and and doing well, I wouldn't say the full recession in 2008, but I've gone through times when we had to be sensitive to certain things, but mm -hmm. we, this has never been an issue before. And so it's, it's, it's been interesting to see the clients that are like, Hey, we're open. The governor says we're open post. And the mm -hmm. other ones are like, maybe we should just wait and see what everybody else does. And usually I'm the one that like, no, let's be the first. Let's yeah. get on top of it. Like let's capitalize on that. And it's been interesting to have to have those conversations and understand maybe that's not the best. What, what yeah. has, uh, on that, I guess, has, have you noticed like what has worked better or what, uh, people oh, respond more I to I mean, you, you're doomed if you do. Doomed if you, if you do better. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. I feel like, um, yeah, honestly, I feel like it goes both ways. Um, I feel like having a plan, 
is the best thing. I feel like people are waiting to be told what to do. And then they, so they find out like, so say phase two is this Friday. Mm-hmm. And if you've, if you haven't got any of your marketing stuff material ready, you haven't got anything planned out and you were waiting to find out if the governor was going to say yes, it's like you're behind, mm-hmm. you know, you should have already had all that stuff planned, hoping for that reopen. That way you can go ahead in the minute. He says it, you're putting stuff out. And so I feel like that's the only downside is that some people are waiting too long. And so then now other people have beat, beat them to it. If yeah. That makes sense. And maybe they like scrambled sort of to do something and then it's not yeah. as good as it could have been. Or like shout out to the people that had to like cancel. Like I understand. Cause a lot of my clients was like, look, if you, you can't even be open, like you're good. But then the ones that like haven't come back and they're like trying to do everything themselves. Like it's very obvious. Yeah. I'm like, so now your audience was used to seeing a certain thing. Now clearly it's you just like using some app on your phone mm-hmm. and maybe your teenagers helping you with it. I don't know, but like they're already hoping to see messages they recognize mm-hmm. and like branding they recognize and some some normalcy that those things we talked about. Mm-hmm. And when people were just like scrambling, I think it's obvious, you know? So I feel like your brand consistency still matters, you mm-hmm. know? Even in these wild times, people are a lot more forgiving because we're like, hey, of course, you yeah. know, it's, it's a rough time. Um, kind of like what we were talking about, like, maybe it's not the best time to just do Zooms or do things. Maybe it's okay to be quiet, you know, in times like this. Um, you don't always have to post just for the sake of posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't just put something out there, even if it's not just to do it. But um, I think that if you're gonna come back, come back with what people recognize. Make them feel like it's still the same consistent the thing they're gonna get. Even if your protocols have changed, even if things are different, like, they didn't come to you, say you're a dentist or no, say you're a doctor that you normally, like a plastic surgeon, that you normally didn't have to wear masks all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't coming to you because they could see your mouth when they talked to you. They were coming to you for your prestige. So sure, let people know about your new protocols, but show those pictures of your your awesome work, even if they're not right now, even mm-hmm. those are before and afters from forever ago, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so what, so I was gonna ask you, I wanna kind of maybe in a few minutes talk about how you got into what you're doing. Um, but on that, like what's, maybe we could talk about branding and and the voice and some of the marketing stuff for a little bit. What is your, um, what is your approach to helping some, guide someone, someone comes to you, let's say, and they need help uh, establishing their voice across social media or their brand. What's kind of your uh, strategy behind helping them do that? Yeah, well, helping I mean, them develop it. Yeah, I mean, the first thing we do is if they're an existing business, we just do the audit. Let's see what you've done. See what's worked in the past at all. If there's any kind of glowing light that you've done something well before, well, let's revisit it. Let's not just act like everything was garbage before. Mm-hmm. Um, just for those people that you want to re- kind of retain or people that know your brand, and then from there if your brand was a person, who would it be? How would it look? How would it, where would it shop? Where would it eat? Um, and cause I feel like everyone focuses on the ideal client, which is important, but who are, who are you? What does your business stand for? What are, what do you think is acceptable or not? Those kind of th- conversations, you know, should, should happen in your branding. And then that way, everything you put out, it, it's all seamless because you, you think about every single post. Is this something that say you, your business has a person, we're going to call him Jack. Is this something that Jack would stand by? Is this something that <clears throat> would get Jack excited? And that can still marry with your ideal client and balance, but I think people are constantly searching for, okay, this person has said this much income, they have to have this and all these little check marks, mm. but they do all that and they never wonder what their business stands for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that was a good answer. So, but. so, the, so it's, but instead of trying to, instead of trying to predict what 
that person might want to see yeah. more about like finding what you want your business to stand yeah to be. like control you before you try yeah. to control everybody else you know um because then you're going to attract the right people that way i feel yeah. like um that makes sense yeah hopefully sometimes i'm just like i don't know what's no, going this is great. <laughs> um but yeah like because recently I, I i uh shot a video for a client and i did it because it was what they wanted and sometimes as in marketing you just gotta do hey you sign the checks i'll do it those usually usually don't turn out quite no once I played it back for them and we kind of walked them through it I was like look you know I I did this and I I wanted to honor you know your request let you see it all the way out but ultimately it's you putting your face on this when you want them to see themselves here so what we've been doing this whole time is all this lifestyle stories and like images and things that make you want to come out and discover it instead of telling me what it is and theirs was so literal and it was just it was so cringy I just couldn't do it (laughs) and I was like oh I really hope that we just lose all these files but Mm -hmm. we couldn't do that real quick I don't know if I missed this while you were while I was out for a second but did you explain are are you doing these videos are you hiring this out with like within your team I said hiring it out but you have team or yeah so originally it was all me I did everything like I do graphic design videography all of it um not so great with After Effects but that's just because I felt like at that point when everything on, I was really like, oh, we could get into some animation. I was like, that's when I was also getting my team together. I'm like, actually, you have some great skills. Like, mm-hmm. why? Originally, like, if you'd have asked me three years ago, I didn't want to ever sub anything out because I always felt everybody was buying me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have to, like, I felt bad telling someone to change it or do it differently. I didn't want to be a boss, honestly. And I don't really feel like I am in my company. We're all kind of like a collective. But um, yeah, I have a videographer, Kim. She comes with me. I mean, we're literally the same brain because I'll have my camera sometimes with me too. And we kind of shoot together so we can get different shots, different angles. But um, yeah, I've got a videographer. I've got two photographers um, just because I like people to work and not be slaves and work all the time. So we base it on people's schedules. Um, And then I have a a graphic designer. She's in New Orleans, um, an event coordinator, and then another girl that she owns her own like event business, but she helps me with like press releases and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. It it kind of, it, it was cool because this time last year I actually had a lunch with everybody that I've hired, but two people that aren't still with me because they moved. And I remember sitting down, I go, I don't know how this will ever happen. I don't know what's going to happen financially. I, I want you guys on board. I don't know what that's even going to look like. Tell me what you like to do and you want to do and what you're missing wherever you are. Cause a few of them were at different firms and I was like, let's just get there together and it may be slow. And it was just slowly over time. It built and built and built. And what sucks though is my designer in New Orleans, she started March one and then the world like ended. Mm. <laughs> like literally yeah. it was like one good paycheck. And then I'm like, so Kelsey, <laughs> like <laughs> we don't have this account, this account, this account. And she, I was like, what? It's okay. They're going to come back. Let's focus on us. Let's focus on some, cause that's what I do. We just turned internally. Like what can we clean up on our yeah. proposals? What can we, so I was really lucky to be able to keep them employed. It was just a lot of them. We had to like, all right, so maybe we're not going to shoot as many videos this month. So yeah. Gotcha. What, They're a great team though. Can you give me a little bit of uh, like the kind of timeline or <clears throat> how you got to where you are over the past couple of years? Cause you mentioned, or you, you made a comment earlier that it, it's happened pretty quickly. La- yeah, the growth from last year to this year. And I and it was because I was stubborn and didn't want to ever bring yeah. anybody on. And I didn't, it was weird because whenever I was a manager, because I was, I was always like managers and those kind of things before this, what I struggled with is wanting it more than my employees and wanting things more 
for people and seeing their potential and it beating me down at night that like, oh, if they'd have just hit their numbers or, oh, if they'd have just said this at checkout or, oh, if they'd have just done this with their client. And that got to be tiring, like it was heavy Mm -hmm. to like want something for more for people. And so when I went on on my own, that was freeing. If I want to make more money, I'm just gonna work harder. If I want to cut back, spend time with my kids, don't take any more clients. Like it was just a flexibility that I'd never had. And I really talked myself out of it quite a few times on growing. And whenever um, my daughter was in the hospital when we were talking about that, yeah, I was still just myself. And having client, like I, I remember I had a client in Chicago and I said, hey, I'm gonna be out next week. I'm probably gonna be in the hospital. She's like, how do you know you're gonna be in the hospital? I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm having a baby. And she's like, what? Like it was just people not realizing that I was just all by myself yeah. really and that I didn't have a backup plan. And then it made me realize I don't have a backup plan. And then that was kind of like the first thing when I realized I might have a work addiction issue because I was like in the hospital with the newborn, with my laptop. My husband's like, Dang. dude, this needs to stop. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, but my clients see me all the time. Like I can't, what was I supposed to do? And then when she got in the hospital a few times with those seizures and things, and this was when she was young, like nine months, six months, nine months and 11 months, was we were there a lot. I was like, I can't keep, it was like I was forced, you mm-hmm. know, like the universe said, look, you need help. And that's when I you know, relied on these people that have been creatives I've known for a while. And we'd work on things here and there, but it would just be one-offs. It wasn't like monthly gigs and things. And that's when I finally was like, all right, we gotta do something. So we ended up having that little lunch. First, the first thing I did was bring on my friend Kenley. Um, for, first, a, a girl, Randy, I worked with her. She was a um, like event coordinator. And she taught me a lot of things because again, it was the same thing, wanting more for that person. and. And also it had been my baby for so long. Mm-hmm. So she was a little, a short run and she's great, but it just really wasn't a good fit. And so then Kinley was actually one of my, she worked for one of my clients at the time and she saw the work I was doing, everything that was happening. And she was like, you know, I kind of think I want to have another kid, but how would I ever do that with my job? And I see what you do and you're flexible. Can we make something work? And I was like, honestly, cool. you're the other side of me. You're the left brain that I need. So why don't you come and be like an assistant, help me with client relations and all that. And once that worked out so well, it kind of was like, okay, maybe I can yeah. have people, you know? And that's when we had the little lunch. And and it was funny because most of those people, um, like I really didn't know them. They were like references from clients. Like, hey, my so-and-so's daughter is a graphic designer and she's really awesome. And where she is, she's just really not meeting her potential. You should meet her. Okay, well, I met her. You know, and they all came to that lunch and I was just like, Look, I don't know. I mean, I remember getting emotional. I was like crying. I was like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I appreciate you for being here, you know. So that was kind of like it. That was like the kickoff lunch for the company. Yeah, we basically, um, because in January of last year, I changed the name, had Kenley. um, And I said, look, we're going to, we're going to be big. And we did like a business report thing where Mm -hmm. I just gave them a crap ton of money. But (laughs) the goal of that was to like, you know, I'm coming out, you know, let everybody know (laughs) we're here take us seriously kind of a thing so we did that that back like i didn't i didn't know you we didn't know each other but like i saw all the uh all that stuff whenever that was like happening so it was uh worth it i think maybe well that's good (laughs) um so yeah we did that and then yeah i had that lunch probably like march april um just trying to figure out like who who's ready to go because it was going to be a journey it wasn't going to be like i didn't take out loans i didn't I, i didn't I didn't want to risk anybody else's future too on me winging it, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, look, if you've got another job and you want a side hustle and like, let this grow. And until this is bigger than your job and you want to quit, I'm game. Like, let's see what we can do That's here. Cool. And it worked out. 
That's cool. So when, so you were kind of forced to find other ways to get things done because of life events and overworking and things. Uh, did you still have like some reservations once you kind of found some of these people and were starting to yeah. give them stuff to well, do? Well, I mean, or? that's just me being me. I mean, too, like, um, so t- tell me a little bit about like what that was like and then maybe how you got past it. Um, well, I learned to do a better job of explaining what I want. Okay. You know how women will like throw hissy fits and you're like, but you just didn't tell me. <laughs> like I learned that so yes, much. I relate to that it, very it, well. <laughs> yeah. So, so through, there's been so much change in my life, y'all. It is unreal. So also last year, like we had my husband and I thought we were getting a divorce. Like we went through marriage counseling. We're very transparent about it because we're on the other side of it and it's been amazing. But I, one of my faults is just thinking he can hear my thoughts yeah, yeah. and understand what I expect and understand if I've had an exhausting day. And we just really didn't communicate well. And it was a lot of it because we just had more kids and now my job grew. It was just a lot more dumped on us and less for us. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that same pattern was happening in my work. Like I just expected them to know Mm -hmm. how things would go with the client. Like even though they weren't even on the call, I would shoot an email that was like, definitely not enough details and just be like, yeah, so I need this ad. Here's the story, go. And it's like, but their head didn't see that whole vision I had. Right. So it's been a lot of, you know, lessons, mm-hmm. failures, mistakes, but failing forward or whatever people say, you know, and luckily they've, they've all been great. Cause I think they realized they signed up for this. Like mm-hmm. we're, this is a journey. We're going to learn it together. You know, that's, that's interesting. That's a good, like, I, I think you just gave me a great insight, uh, to understand a little bit because, and by the way, I should note, I made a comment that I can relate not, and that's not because my wife throws hissy fits. It's just because my dumb brain doesn't really pick up on everything all the time. But what you said just now about like not explaining yourself. Well, I think, I think I do that a lot because I, uh, I feel like, and this was one of the reasons that I started doing this podcast was to try to get better at like conversing with people and translating what's in my mind into words that make sense to other people. Um, and so that is like, maybe that's one thing that I, cause I feel like I struggle with that. Number one, passing stuff off to other people. And then number two, like trusting them to do a good job. <laughs> cause usually, yeah. cause like in my experience, I feel like most of the time I have to go back and redo or go back and make it, it needs to be just a little Tweaked different a little here. Bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but Hey, maybe that was my problem. Maybe I wasn't explaining myself. Yeah. Well, so oh, that's I've a great, a great that thought. That's, it ends up being user error. It's me. It's somehow that I didn't do um, a good job with the brief and explaining it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a hard, you know, pill to swallow because I thought, oh, are we just in middle school and I'm just going to do the group project? Is that <laughs> is that it? Like, Literally, gonna, I had that same thought. <laughs> like, am I just going to pay you all? Like, that's cool. Yeah. And what I didn't want to happen is resentment to build. Of course, yeah. Like, and I didn't want it to be that I'm looking for that. I'm the hammer looking for that nail. I'm looking for the fault and whatever it is you know, because I'm like wanting it to be perfect or, or, and I would also hate when a client would go, yeah, I could tell you weren't the one that designed that. Like that would make me feel bad mm-hmm. because then I'm like, well, I don't want them to think they're getting any second rate. These, I mean, my mm-hmm. designer, she's so much far further ahead of me and her skills. So I would know it's because I didn't do a good job explaining it. Obviously I didn't give her the right tools. Um, and I think a lot of, um, I think I learned how to be a decent boss by all the bad ones that I had, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like, like girls are like, oh, I love my husband because I had terrible boyfriends. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like you, you, you don't, you can't fully take things for granted mm-hmm. until, or you take them for granted until you are able to like fully appreciate them. 
Um, so uh, I do want to hear a little bit more about your backstory. We're like kind of similar in age. Um, and then you've been crushing the clover for the past year or so, but give me a little, give me a little backstory on, on, uh, on what you were, I guess what you were doing since college. You said, you said you went to Southeastern. Uh What was what did you major in? Sociology. That's right. Sociology. Yeah. I remember I was like, it hurts to be woke. Right. Right. Super woke. Uh, (laughs) the woke life is a hard life. Yes. So what, uh, what did you do like after college and then how'd you get kind of into marketing full time? Yeah. So I actually graduated with a six week old baby. Okay. So Kate was born, uh, yeah, my senior year at, at Southeastern and I was just like, I got to get this degree and be done. <laughs> so, um, so I went, I just stayed doing what I was doing. I was waiting tables and bartending, mm-hmm. but that doesn't really work well with children. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had to find something else. So someone that I went to, no, it was my roommate at the time. She told me to that I should come in and interview to be a dental assistant. I'm like, don't you have to go to school for that? And she's like, you went to college. Like, you can figure it out. You'll be fine. They'll teach you when you get there. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> well, it turns out I'm a terrible dental assistant because I want to talk to people the whole time. And I don't want to like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the whole oh, like right. using your hands, <laughs> like the five-handed dentistry, like having hold, uh, no, I was not a good dental assistant. <laughs> so, um, but with that, the, they moved me into uh, management and then marketing of the, all the, the practices. Um, and it was just a slow, like little progression. They would realize, oh, that was a good idea. Maybe you should do this. Cool. So I was always self-taught. I'll mm-hmm. just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Respect. Yeah. Google's my friend. Absolutely. YouTube tutorials. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Then... A few years into that, I went into an, another dental practice, did the kind of same thing, and then um, uh, Air Blow Dry Bar and Salon, they're over there by Trader Joe's. Okay. They needed a um, manager, and so and, and in that position, because the owners lived in Mandeville, I was going to be able to do all their marketing, too. They're like, you'll just run it. You'll just do Sweet. everything. So it was, you know, best of both worlds. So did that, and when I had my son... Um, they let me work from home. And that was my first like taste of freedom. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so it really had me uh, examining like the work-life balance and what I should be doing and how could I make it. <clears throat> Sorry, my like, throat's got All good. issue. <clears throat> Feel free to, to grab some water. Right, I don't know what's I can happening. sing a sing a tune while we take yeah. a short break. Do a little but... <laughs> elevator music. <laughs> oh, or we could, uh, we could uh, throw in a little. Oh, yeah, we haven't done yeah. those. We forgot. I, by the way, you've been saying amazing things so far. Yeah, you haven't even I just me. totally forgot that I'm supposed to be hitting this every time you say something good. <laughs> so, but now I will not forget. Yeah, I can take care of that. Okay. Oh, good. Carl's okay. going to take over. Yeah. Carl's going to take over on the buzzer duty. Yeah. Yeah. We had the, that. she found our buzzer in the office. Oh, and he's miking it. That's going to be excellent. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so she said, every time she says something good, I need to hit the buzzer. And then, of course, like a dummy, I put it right here and then totally forgot it was there. No, it's okay. But it's been, I, actually, we should probably do like 100 buzzers real quick. Okay. Right, yeah. spam. Sorry. It interrupted, what, interrupted what we were doing. I don't even remember what you were saying. Me neither. Um, we're, we're, we're backtracking. So you just got home and you got your kind of taste of freedom. That's right. Working Thanks, from home after a second job. Yes. Best producer in the world. Right. Um, so yeah, then I just asked if I could stay working from home yeah. after I had them and they were like, yeah, you're, you're fine. So I just transitioned to doing all of their branding and, um, with all the different locations, all of their marketing. And so, um, and then after about a year or so doing that, <clears throat> I was about to, yeah, cause he was about to go into like an actual, like legit daycare type situation. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I'm actually, cause with all the different clients that would come through, um, the blow dry bar, a lot of them are like, Oh, my husband has a business or, Hey, I just started this like Shelly with the blow, with the body sculpt. That's how I met Shelly. Mm. And I was like, I have a lot of other people asking me to do work, but I feel guilty. Like 
<laughs> I, I don't I don't have time to have a side hustle at that point because mm-hmm. I was giving them full time hours. So I felt like, well, if I pick up other stuff that I'm cutting in, I just didn't feel honest about it. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, I want to go on my own freelance. You know, would y'all want to keep me as a client or I can keep you guys as a client and it would actually cost you less. You don't have to do benefits anymore, all this kind of stuff. It's a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes, let's do it. They were, Mike and Gail that own AIR were very supportive. So, um, yeah, it all started in 2016. Sweet. Like official. Yeah. And so you were by yourself for a while until the until launch lunch. <clears throat> launch yeah. lunch. That's pretty legit. When was the launch lunch? 2019? Early 2019? Uh, no, it was, yes. Well, a I mean, year ago? I went, yeah, yeah. Ish, yeah. Ish. I went out on my own January. and I mean, I went out as Clover in January, but it was just me and really Kinley. Mm-hmm. And the launch lunch was like launch March. Lunch. That's tight. Yeah. Should coin like, that. It was March. That yeah. might be cool. You could do like launch lunch events and then teach other people about market. Okay. All right, we're getting- I like right, that. Right, See, you just got buzzed. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a great concept because a lot of businesses think they have to have all their ducks and everything has to be ready and perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need a business plan for your banker or whoever. If you've got to have a brick <laughs> and mortar, I'm sure you need to like have proof of projected sales and all of that. But a lot of people, if you engage with them and and welcome them into this thing, they want to be a part of something. People want to feel that. And not everyone is at a place, like not everybody that's on my you know, team have husbands that can also pay the bills if everything goes down. Mm-hmm. So maybe they don't feel that they're ready yet to launch their dream, but they're willing to be on your you know, boat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then maybe from there, if, if they all go off and have their own companies, like I'm going to be so pumped for them. That's cool. You know, so I I've feel actually, like it could be cool. I've actually heard recently, you know, Kenny, uh, when, when yeah. at 368, uh, I've heard him talk about recently the, the branding master that he is, uh, talk about how, you know, finding your brand is, uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher exa- like what he says, but <laughs> it's like, you know, Chick-fil-A or Canes is a, uh, wow. Sorry, Kenny, for confusing. <laughs> I love Canes a lot more than Chick-fil-A for the record. But he said Canes is like a leadership company disguised as a chicken finger company. Yep. So that's like, sounds what you, sounds like what maybe is developing yeah, at Clover, plan. which is like, like pretty it. amazing that, um, that that could be it. Uh, I'm curious to know about like kind of, uh, some of the things that you've worked on specifically because I saw a video that had Snoop Dogg in it. Oh yeah. So can before we? Before the world ended. Yeah. <laughs> right. Before the world crashed and burned. Uh, so what was that about? That was pretty wild. That like popped up out of nowhere. I saw, I was like, when was Snoop Dogg here? And then wh- Amy was there like videoing it. Yeah. Like, it was, we were like, what is happening? <laughs> How is this our life? Um, so yeah, um, so we started working with the Basin Music Hall. They're a new venue, which actually, yeah. I'm not sure when you're putting this out, but their first show post COVID is this Friday with Last Call. Sweet. It's only 25% capacity, but this Friday we'll is June it. 5th, which this podcast will come out after that. But oh, okay. Hopefully everyone went. Hopefully you listened hopefully and you're you like, yeah, that was an awesome. <laughs> I mean, you went and you listened and you're like, yeah, that was great. But, um, so yeah, they're a new local, um, like events thing and so Todd Graves wanted to put this on because mm. he was the um Earl of the St. Patrick's Day Parade with the um now I'm drawing a blank and I literally was so excited to take a picture with him Pat no not Pat Sajak Jesus what's his name <laughs> the guy know. that does like the weather Come oh on. Pat Shingleton thank you yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. Pat yeah um so the Shingletons put that on okay the uh wearing of the green parade so Todd was like, well, if I'm going to be the Earl, we're going to do it. And so he got Snoop Dogg to come down for like a one night show. And That's cool. when Brian, who I'm actually going by and seeing after this podcast, 
when Brian was like, hey, so these are some people we have lined up this year, but like, don't tell anyone. And this was like, you know, January. He's like, <laughs> don't tell anyone yet, but Snoop Dogg's coming. I remember like being so chill and acting like it was no big deal. Right. Like it was like, that sounds great. That's cool. And I hung up and I just like started dancing like a wild person. But then I was like, I don't want to get too excited. Like, what if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Like, what if something happens and Snoop Dogg's like, no, just kidding. And it freaking happened. That's and pretty like, crazy. Being in like the backstage area and like seeing him get out and like, I mean, no one could get too close. Like, I mean, he's got some serious bodyguards, but like just knowing that I have all this like raw B-roll footage of Snoop Dogg like on my computer, That's awesome. and he shared one of our posts. He didn't tag us, and I was like, I know he's got a bajillion people in his DMs. We mm-hmm. were like, could you like please maybe think about tagging us <laughs> like the little guy? But it's fine. I still remember freaking out when Brian, no Kim, texted me, hey. Uh, Snoop just shared our photo. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw that. I was like, what? And then y'all, I yeah. think maybe you posted that he posted it or something, but I remember that happening. That yeah. was pretty insane. Yeah, it was very, very insane. So are it you going to like start crazy. posting all these little, all these B-roll footage of Snoop Dogg and stuff? Is that legal or? I mean, I'm sure we could, but it's not, a, it's mainly him just smoking pot the whole time. That's what the people want to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. No, like we kept being like, okay, can't use that. Okay, can't use that. Right. Oh, he's cursing there. Can't, oh, nope close that can't use that um but no it was great and that was so we did in january we did the national championship mm. we filmed oh, a party were... with uncle earl's oh, okay. with that and that was super fun just to be in that crowd the energy that night i was like oh, how is this my life and then <laughs> with snoop dogg and then literally they were like and the next weekend stay at home order like you're yeah. all staying home and so then all of our businesses were panicking we were all like and it's also what sucks is because I feel like we're kind of like life coaches for all these businesses too. And when they're looking at us for like, it's all going to be okay. And like, we're going to, and, and but on the inside, I'm freaking out just as much because my whole business plan is like, everyone's always going to need marketing and social media. <laughs> I never imagined the businesses would literally be closed down. Yeah. Cause in my mind, it's my job to keep them open. Yeah. So if I just, keep doing my job. I'll keep having more work, you know, and the system did not, <laughs> does not pan out. And it was a really scary time. But then I was supposed to be the one like sending the chippy chipper ear emails and yeah. like telling them we're going to get through this and we're going to post this this week and we're going to do this email. And when nobody had a clue what to say, mm-hmm. we were all like, okay, do we, do we act like this is happening? Do we acknowledge it? Do we show that we're a little, a little vulnerability here? Mm -hmm. And I had some clients that were definitely willing to go out on a limb and be a little more vulnerable and just show like, we don't know what's going on either. But most were just, let's just be quiet for fear of saying the wrong thing. Right, right, right. Which is the world we live in now. Everything's PC. Everything is, can be used in the court of social media Mm -hmm. against you. Um, Which I, I appreciate some of it because it makes, it holds some people accountable, but it can also be like brutal for yeah. a business if you do it the wrong way. Yeah. What's your, what's your take on like how to post or what to post or as a business or like, should you post current event stuff or should you post, you know, quote unquote controversial about controversial things or should you just post about your employees and your products? Yeah. Or? So the, the usual go-to was always keep your religion, politics and sex out of your post. That was always the way the world worked from mm-hmm. whenever I was read or taught anything. And the longer I do this, especially with the implement, like social media really being where a majority of my clients focus, mm-hmm. it's almost like if you want to be relevant, stay with what's actually happening mm-hmm. and to, uh, to ignore things that are happening is almost worse for a business, you know? And even if you, you're not comfortable, um, 
going out on a limb per se. It can just be in the way you word your captioning. It can be in the way you share maybe stories because, hey, they're only up for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. There's different things that they can do. Um, It can be in just emails. That way you know those emails are just landing on patients or clients or people that already support your business. There's things that you can do um, that I feel matter. And I feel like, especially because I work with so many small businesses, um, they have the higher... um, fear of losing more people because yeah. they rely so strongly. Yeah. But also you would be surprised how many other people will rally and support them if they do what's right mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and sometimes there's gray area. What is right? What's right for one certain group might right. not be right for the others. Right. And I fully understand that. So so are you, uh, for most of your clients, are you uh, managing their stuff directly and then, um, and just running it for them or yeah. is everything you're doing, um, being approved by them like yeah. H post oh, yeah. and all that. So usually what we do is we send them either they're like a month's worth of posts or by week. Um, during the whole Corona thing, it kind of went down. Everybody was by the week cause mm-hmm. things were changing so quickly. Yeah. We couldn't really schedule out a post a month worth of posts. Yeah, we were like, yeah, for sure. What's even going to happen? Um, that's the way I like to work. But um, the problem with doing that is also it means you can miss those day-to-day, like Mm -hmm. what could be funny or relatable because you scheduled it weeks back. Um, But yeah, what we do is they obviously approve everything, but we we do everything for them. We we learn their brand and their, you know, how they speak and try to make everything cohesive and we do it for them. That way they can focus on what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And I still have some that will send stories and things that happen in the office and things like that if we can't be there. But yeah. Cool. Um, I'm curious to know um, maybe a little bit. So uh, I'm sure you know Gary Vaynerchuk and uh, I'm like, I'm like a disciple of Gary V somewhat. (laughs) Uh, So what's your thought around like the whole quality versus quantity thing? And uh, like, I know he says both is what you should go for, but um, do you think it's more important? Cause you made a comment a few minutes ago about, you know, seemed like you were against posting for the sake of posting. Um, and the Gary V thing can kind of lean that direction heavily, just like putting out as much as possible. Yeah. So what do you, what do you kind of advise people, um, on doing for, or is it case by case? I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, a dentist is going to be treated completely different than like a neighborhood or a community. Yeah. But, um, I genuinely try to tell people 80, 20, keep 80% of your stuff on brand. Let the other 20 just fall as it may. And now with the way that social media and content has been with all these stories and things like that, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to have more flexibility. You mm-hmm. can share funny memes. You can share things that have nothing to do with the norm or, or that are just culturally relatable, things like that. Um, and they won't f- affect your aesthetic, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's important to stay top of mind, but it's also super annoying when you feel like a company's yelling at you. And I mean, yelling is like, they don't stop. They post every single day. They post multiple times a day. And it's almost like they're trying too hard. It's like that person that is a party that keep giving you a business card. You're going to avoid that corner. You're mm-hmm. going to do everything you can to not go by that punch bowl if that person kept pitching you. And often people do that when they're just constantly adding call to actions. And I've had to have those conversations with clients because, you know, they're like, oh, well, I went to this conference this one time yeah. and every post, it has to have a call to action. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but call to actions can be different things. It can be tell us, you know, yay. <laughs> it can be t- tell us your you know experience with this. It can be leave a comment if you agree. It can be polls. It can be all kinds of things. But constantly being like, call today. Like you just seem like a desperate person that's like putting out a singles ad over and over and over again saying, call me, call me, call me. Yeah. Like we all have these phones in our hands all day long now. If I want to call you, 
I'm going to call you, yeah. you know, give me a reason to that where you don't even have to tell me that I see something that's so good that I'm like, yes, that's what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. I just feel like people nowadays want to discover things and not be sold to. So, you know? so on that, on that, then what's like your, uh, you know, a lot of people like the business owner is always like, if this isn't going to help me get business, I don't want to do it type thing. So what do you usually, what's your conversation normally like around trying to tell a business owner that they should just post something that has absolutely nothing to do with their business or uh, like doesn't have anything to do with their products or doesn't have the call to action. How do you like convince somebody of that? Well, I've gotten a lot bolder. I used to just be like, (laughs) yes, whatever you're paying the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, somehow I've just gotten, maybe I'm just getting older and I don't care anymore. But (laughs) Um, I'll usually, as if I'm going to court, I have like evidence. So I have evidence-based things. So I'll find brands that are similar, Mm -hmm. um, to show how it's working well. That way they can't say we're being too risky or I'm not getting the picture. I also turn around, well, why are you paying me to do this? If you want, and I try to find a way to say it nicely, you know, or I do like I was talking about and I just make something and let them see that it didn't work. Mm. And sometimes they just need to see it. And then it shows, Hey, I'm willing to, to do this with you. But let's get let's see what actually actually happens, you know. Um, and I actually had a client that I actually gained during this whole thing, which was crazy. She's a dentist out of Tennessee, and she, I said, look, you're just gonna have to trust me. We're gonna post a ton of pictures that aren't teeth, and she just <laughs> could, she's like, but I'm a dentist. I was like, I'm gonna, t-, and I sent her all these because usually I would fly out. Like our team, we love flying out because that's like so we feel really cool. And we're like, of course, yeah. yeah, we're like we were in Miami uh, with my one of the my girls Kelsey went with me and we were like we're so cool because we're here and we don't live here <laughs> on a business trip on a business trip <laughs> yeah um but so yeah that's what we would do we would get a few months worth of content like a whole quarter and then we just dump it all and schedule it well cool. with her i was like i can't travel so it was really nervous because i told for me because like, i've never done this before i'm just going to send you a whole bunch of examples mm-hmm. and hope your photographer gets it right and there were some things that were spot on but also when we're shooting with our camera, we're already thinking about the content that's yeah, going to yeah. go with it and the captions. And so that was some of the stuff that was hard. I'm like, why is she holding this? What is the story here? Like, what <laughs> is she doing? It was a little difficult, but we made it through. But after the first like two weeks, she's like, I can't believe how many people like all these posts. I just thought they wanted to see before and after. So I'm like, well, yes, they want to see your work, but you love teeth. Yeah. Nobody else loves teeth, you know? <laughs> That's true. So, Very true. <laughs> yeah. So we had to like get her to come around and she's loving it. That's cool. Because- she did something a little different. Yeah. You know? That's really cool. Um, I'm uh, on that. So cause that question. I'm sorry. I so don't y'all, want to y'all have, myself. Y'all are nationwide client. I mean, that sounds great, but yeah. Dude, they're Florida, going on national Tennessee. business trips like every I mean, other week. Miami and Tennessee, Miami. Yeah. Where else do you, where else do you have customers in or, multiple states, obviously? Yeah. Right now it's just Florida and Tennessee. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's it's all. really that's not nationwide. Yeah. Louisiana. I was just curious because that's pretty impressive if you've got that kind of reach. Yeah, well, I actually have a. Dude, we just sound like braggy. This is annoying, but I have I have a client that we actually talk because she's in Australia, and she's a photographer, and her work is incredible. All I ever did was her was her branding, and I'll just literally answer questions like a marketing coach. Mm-hmm. But that was crazy when that happened because she found me because of Instagram. Nice thank God for Instagram, and then I had that client in Chicago. Client in Chicago was awesome, but she was like. She was super needy. She was the one that found out I was pregnant. And she, I'm like, have you not even looked at my Instagram, my Facebook? Like, it's hard to hide. But anyway, she was just a little needy. And it was like, you can tell those people that need that one, that they need an employee. They need someone yeah, yeah, with yeah. And we're that in between. We're, we're not this huge agency that has so many clients. You have to be put on hold. You don't have to press one to speak with your rep. No, 
but we're also not like, there also has to be a little flexibility. You can't just message me and say, hey, I have a great idea. Can we talk right now? Well, yeah. I might be at a shoot. I might be at a meeting. And not everybody got that in the beginning. But when I changed my name, they got it. When it wasn't just me. Yeah. Because it was understood. your name, does Amy, yeah. does Amy Dine Design before? Yeah, okay. which was super creative. <laughs> I didn't really think, like I'm saying, I did not plan for any of this. So I was just like, yeah, just use my name. So it's like my friends can find me and like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. so. so how'd you come up with Clover Creative Agency? It's cheesy. Me and my husband met on St. Patrick's Day. Nice. And so. But, um, you, but your Clover's not green. No, because I just wanted it to be different and right. bright and vibrant. Um, but I also feel like I didn't want it to be considered too, too much with like good luck, even though it clearly kind of is, because I wanted, I didn't want it to seem like this was lucky. Mm -hmm. Like this was a lot of hard work, mm -hmm. you know? And I also feel like for our clients though, like we want them to feel lucky that they have us kind mm -hmm. of a thing. So it kind of like works either way we used it um but yeah i didn't want to go green because it's too obvious of course yeah. so yeah. the original concept had all these like muted fun like feminine tones and i was mm. just like this is boring <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna do something that i really like and yeah. hope and that and kind of like what i was saying sometimes you just gotta do what you like and somebody will like it mm -hmm. you know There's i mean now we're so connected you could literally be like i am going to make collages out of beeswax and sell it <laughs> and someone's gonna freaking be obsessed with it yeah you just gotta like dive in 100 percent, and then it might not happen right away you know yeah but good so uh, speaking of feminine things, uh, you have a podcast oh, yeah. and I do want to talk a lot about, uh, like you being a mom and owning a business and doing a podcast and hanging out with Snoop Dogg on the weekends <laughs> and business yeah. trips to Miami and all this stuff. <laughs> so give me an idea of, uh, because I don't have four kids and I'm not like, you know, the whole thing, like the mom stays, it has to keep up with the kids and all that sort of thing. So I, you know, I have a wonderful wife who does amazing things. And luckily we, we are able to have someone keep our child. But, um, like tonight you're here doing the podcast with me and you had to find like somebody to take care of your kids during this. And then I'm sure that with four kids, there's stuff in the middle of the day that comes up and you're like trying to get things done, but yeah, you've got, so crazy. how, okay, here is my question. How do you do all that? <laughs> um, I mean, I have come to realize that I was like a, I have always been um, putting too much on my plate, even when I was in high school. Like I was in every club. I was in every, and I don't know if it's a therapy, like self, being self-aware. I don't know if it is a, um, I am trying to compensate for some kind of childhood trauma <laughs> or I'm like, you know, like one of those high functioning anxiety mm -hmm. people, but I honestly don't know any other way. Mm -hmm. Like I do not know any other way than to be busy and I don't hate it. Cause I can also have moments of stillness. Like I can, I don't work nights and weekends pretty much. I mean, I really do a good job of like, Hey, now that we've got a team, like let's all make this schedule work. Let's all have our kid time, our friend time. Let's make it where people aren't slaves to their computers. But, yeah. um, I like being busy. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's an energy. I have a lot of energy mm -hmm. and I didn't know I did until other people constantly kept telling me that I was at a lot of energy. And I was like, I don't feel like it. I feel kind of tired, but <laughs> I think it's that natural, like, go, go, go. I got to be moving. Yeah. Even if it's like mentally, like my brain. Oh, sorry. I just hit that. My brain is very much running 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, so you, so you're like waking up in the middle of the night with ideas and oh, like things bad. like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always <laughs> ideas though. Like one night. Oh my God. This is a stupid story, but it's fine. So, um, those are the best kind, by the yeah. way. Perfect for the podcast. You will not hit the buzzer, but it's okay. <laughs> a couple of months back, this wasn't even like during Corona. This was just like random. 
middle of the night, I just hop up out of bed. I'm like, I figured it out. My husband's like, what? What? I said, <laughs> if we are going off of the, the bridge and we are heading into the water, I will find one of those Walmart bags and I will tie it around their heads real quick. And the air that's trapped in there will save them as they float to the top. He was like, what the heck? And I was like, I'm just saying, how do I save all the kids? How do I? I've got two I would have to hold. One that would be freaking out because she's thinking we're all going to die. The other one is going to have left us all. I was like, how am I going to? He's like, What? Are you, what? I thought you had a bad dream. I was like, no, I just couldn't sleep. So I was trying to think about the scenarios I would do. So like, how would I save all the kids? Who would I unbulkle first? What would happen if, because like a two-year-old is going to just start gulping the water. Well, at that point, right. she was a little bit younger. But I'm like, right. she's just going to start gulping the water. And I was like, but if I put a Walmart bag and just tie it real tight, maybe there'll be a little bit of air left in there. Or at least she might just only kind of suffocate, which suffocates a little bit better than drown, right? Oh, and gosh. I can get her up. That's how my mind goes. Yeah. Like it's a squirrel and it'll just like go, 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 go. So yeah, that was a fun tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There you go. Got the buzzer. <laughs> um, so does that is that like a is that like a good thing or a bad thing in marketing stuff? <laughs> it it has its moments. Okay. It can be great because I feel like I've always been someone that thinks or dreams a little bit out the box. Mm-hmm. Or that's the objective of marketing, right? Is yeah. To set yourself apart. So be able to think about things differently or be riskier. Um, but when it comes to employees, like we talked about, they don't sometimes, they can't stay on that train. They're like, whoa, you are way far ahead. Can you like reel us all back into what you're seeing here? Yeah. So I have to do, you know, a better job of calming it down. But also when things like this happen, I feel like with some of the things that are going on, like the coronavirus and all that, it's very easy for my brain to run through every type of scenario that mm-hmm. could happen. Mm-hmm. And that can be like overwhelming. So my husband is the complete opposite. We found that out in therapy. Like, I am like, go, 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 go. My ship is like, and he's like, hey, there's an island right there. You want to just go like sit in that hammock? Like, that looks cool. Like, let's just calm down. Like, we don't need to go anywhere. We're very opposite. Mm -hmm. So we balance each other out. But that can also be hard when he's having to like rope me back in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, So what, uh, how many episodes of your podcast have you done? I have to look. It's like in the twenties. Okay. I don't know. I haven't done. I did like two during the um, coronavirus thing, and I haven't published one of them yet. But um, that really slowed me down. Yeah, for sure. And now I'm like, because what I used to do is like one Thursday a month, I would just like schedule a ton of them, and then I'd have one a week. Um, but right now we're we're pretty busy, so I don't I don't know how I'm gonna etch out a day to give up just to do it. But I need to get back on because I didn't really think anybody was listening, but mm-hmm. they are. And like people will message me even now. They're like, I just went and listened and that was super motivational. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Awesome. So what made you start it? Because I couldn't really find a podcast that didn't just make me feel bad. I don't mean bad, but I just felt like a lot of the business ones out there weren't relatable to me and my schedule with kids. Like you're talking about like, I'm still a business owner, but I'm also still trying to come up with like, you know, um, the birthday parties and the, soccer, you know, games and all the things and trying to be the mom that goes, I'm not like the class mom. I don't have time for cupcakes and all, all, I can't do all that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but fitting in all of that and then adding in the element of the employees, like we don't even have a brick and mortar. Like I don't even see them, some of them for weeks, like an actual person, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it might just be that we're all email and call and stuff like that. So I just felt, and also like I didn't take big loans out. So I don't have all this money to like invest in things. So some of it was just really unrelatable. So then when I would try to find mom podcasts, then I felt even worse for the time I wasn't spending with my kids. Mm. I was like, wow, this mom like stays at home and does like knitting and stuff and like all these awesome things. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll just start my own. Because I felt like a lot of my friends were mompreneurs and we would get each other. Where Mm. if we were at like a function, they didn't understand like, you know, because they thought we all just worked from home or we were just like 
I don't know. It's interesting what like a stay-at-home mom or like a normal like working mom, Mm -hmm. their views, because they're able to like clock out and check out. Right. You know, whereas I'm like constantly worried about, about yeah. Yeah. So even when the middle of doing the kid things, my phone could be ringing and all that. So what's your, have you like figured out a way to kind of process all that or is it, uh, is it, or have you just kind of been figuring it out? I'm kind of curious too, because I, I mentioned earlier, like I really like to work and stay busy and, and like be at the office trying to accomplish things and all that sort of stuff. But then also I like spending time with my wife and now that we have a kid, like I want to spend time with the kid and all that stuff. So, um, what's your, what's your kind of thought around all that? Cause I mean, having your own business is, um, is pretty ambitious. And then of course, building a team with your business is very ambitious. And then also raising four kids is ambitious. <laughs> uh, cause that's a yeah. lot of, that's a lot of kids. So what's your kind of, I guess, have you figured out that if balance or what's the, I think it looks different for everyone. And okay. I think when people want to like follow a step program or stick to someone's rules that they've heard is really successful, like, I mean, even, even to people listening to this, like I'm a white woman, like I have privilege just there. Like I have a husband, I have someone that has money. So if, if everything, like if the coronavirus wiped everything out, we just would struggle for a few months until I found another job. Mm -hmm. Like it wouldn't be the end all. So I feel like often we listen to people, we look for those answers when we don't realize that we're not the same. You know what I mean? Like it's not... I could never have done this if I didn't have my husband say, you know what, if this all messes up, you'll just get another job and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think that's, that's different for everyone. But like in your situation, I think, um, you know, they, they do grow, all the cheesy things are true. They grow up <laughs> fast. You'll, you'll not even remember all the moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've done this, I've realized that I always check myself, even, even if it's an email or an issue with a client or something. If I put out work that I'm just not proud of or something, will this matter to me when I'm 80? Mm. If I get to 80, but you're, it's just like, well, this moment, and that's kind of a way I check myself, like this call or this email. Cause I used to think that if I didn't reply to that email, I would just lose that client. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking if all it takes is me not replying to an email on the weekend to lose someone, then maybe I shouldn't have had them Right. That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I've had some clients that I, I realized, you know, this was a little bit more stress than it was worth. And I've just had to accept if it didn't work out, like it didn't work out, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully they learn some things and their, their brand's better off. Their, their people are better off, but there has to be respect and boundaries. And if you don't set them, someone's going to set them for you. Yeah. And that means that and it'll be their boundaries yeah. and not the ones you want. And then it's almost like, so when all this was, was really changing and I was learning about way to be more of an agency and not just like a freelance. My husband's like, well, you almost can't be mad at these people that are emailing you because you used to always reply. Right, so you true, did yeah. this to yourself. Mm-hmm. So until I set a precedence and said like, hey, a typical agency would charge extra for that if you need this done Sunday or Monday and you gave me the information Sunday. So mm-hmm. here's your rush fee. Until I started standing up for myself and telling people I don't work nights and weekends, it didn't happen. Mm. You know, and it was that fear of thinking I was just going to lose everything if I just stood up for myself. That should be a buzzer for sure. What, um, so on the podcast that you do, um, 
I think I've listened, I, I think I've listened to one, but I don't recall. It was like a few months ago. I don't recall who was on it, but I think it was like you and a couple other, uh, uh, ladies that were on there talking. So do you normally, is it, what, what's like the objective? I know it's mommy's on the podcast. So, um, Obviously yeah, I mean, they moms. all own businesses. Pretty so much. is that like, what, what's, what did you find that was lacking in those other ones that you're doing with yours? The reality, the real talk, the, the real like talk ugliness, of, the yeah. struggles it causes on a marriage, the um, unrealistic expectations we set up for ourselves, um, finding that balance like you talked about, and also sharing how long it takes because everybody looks at these influencers or these moms that have it all and they don't realize it could have taken them 10 years, Mm -hmm. you know, or it could have taken them starting three other businesses that failed, Mm -hmm. you know, um, nobody wants to talk about that. And so I I feel like we're getting into a culture of people being a little bit more vulnerable and sharing their failures and mistakes, um, or hardships, but having a safer space where we can encourage people, especially people that are on the cusp. Like if it's, if it's someone that I had someone that's a, a nurse who reached out on, on instant messenger on Instagram through messenger. And she was like, Hey, I've always had this passion, but I was really scared. I didn't really know. And I knew nobody else that was a, a mom who was also owned a business, but listening to enough of these podcasts realizes that it is something you can do. And I was just like, yeah. That's cool. So, cause I mean, in her mind, like she makes good money. Like she does what she, she enjoys what she's doing, but she wishes she had, you know, more freedom and to be able to do what she really wants to do. And so I just kind of was like, well, if you can do it slowly, go for it. I mean, people, there, not everybody can jump in. Not everybody can just, cause often people say, oh, just go for it. Just risk it. Well, that sounds great if you've got a bank account full of money. Yeah. You know, there's so many things people leave out and make people think they've got to do it just like so-and-so, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so I did, I struggle sometimes cause I have a good question to follow up with and then I forget it by the time we, I get to the spot. So moving on to something else that I was going <laughs> to ask you about, what is something that, uh, or can you give me like a story besides the Snoop Dogg one? Can you give me a story of like something that maybe, I don't know if it, maybe it was like a plan or like strategy or something that you came up with that was like just crushed it or some kind of uh, small success that you've had uh, in the last year that you got like really jacked about? Um, well, signing the the Point Marie contract really made me feel legit. Yeah. So I have never- I would love to hear about how that happened if you can tell me. Yeah, it was interesting. So um, a few different businesses had dropped my name to them just, I guess, over the the time that they've been around. They broke ground in 2018. And um, they've been doing everything themselves, you know, um, for the time being. And then they realized, all right, we're at that point in our phase of development. We need to bring in a team. So they interviewed a few different local, um, you know, agencies. And I was just like, I'm just happy to be here, guys. Like, thanks. <laughs> and we had the first interview. And it was so interesting because typically my getting to know a patient or not a patient, a person is <laughs> patient, right? Is sure just a referral. So I yeah. feel like I've already got a foot in the door, which yeah. I knew I, I had referrals, but I had to like basically tell them all the things they were doing wrong and all the things they could do better. And it was so different because that was my first time meeting these people. It wasn't mm. like, I don't know. It was, it was a different experience. So we had a couple different like interviews and the last one, I brought the whole team in. We're all sitting there and we're on a zoom thing with all their like investor Dang. and like, the, and I'm just like wanting to pass out, you know, <laughs> cause I've never had to like do all this. And so, um, the guy, um, 
basically was like, so after all these drilling questions at the very end, he's like, so why should we pick you? And I literally mentally blacked out. I still don't know what I said fully, but my team was like, that was amazing. But I I know my heart was basically like, I'm going to care more about this than anybody else. Like I'm going to treat, I do. I sometimes, like I said, I care a little too much, Mm -hmm. but I was like, you will be our most important, you know, client. Like we will do what we need to do, um, to make this happen. And, um, we just want that chance. And so, and also like they only wanted to do three months at first. And I said, look, like we, we don't work that way. Like we got to do at least six. Nice. And I just held to it. And he was like, and I never do that. I'm like, well, I'm just, thanks, whatever. Sure. I'll (laughs) sign the contract, you know? But I was like, no, because it's going to be such a radical change from the stuff that they've been putting out that I was like, I I just wasn't sure if they were going to get to to really honestly see the numbers yet. Mm. And especially I was like, we've never marketed a neighborhood or community before. So this is new for us. So there's got to be some learn in that time, you know? So, um, was there like a, was there like a certain way that you kind of crafted the pitch for them based on, (laughs) or like what it, I literally wing everything. (laughs) No, my pitch was basically, I went in and I was just like, I had some examples of other places that I felt did a good job and were doing it well. Oh, like other communities that you were not working with, but you thought they were good. Okay. Yeah. And so I basically just did the whole, like, here's them, here's you. Like, let's just be, let's just get it out there. Like, and I told them, this is how I viewed your place because I had never been there until that like interview was like, I didn't even know you were built. I didn't even know where you like that. Any of this stuff, there was any homes here. You know, I didn't know any of that. And if your homes are these like, half a million dollar homes, but your post looks like it was done in PowerPoint. Like that's a disconnect. I mean, I had to just like be completely blunt because I'm like, what am I out to lose? Yeah. I might offend someone, but I might also help somebody. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that was pretty much my pitch was just, we really wanted people to want to come out because once you're there, it sells itself, Hmm. but you've got to give them just enough to make them want to come out, you know, and stop trying to sell everything. That's Everything cool. doesn't need to be come out to see our open house every other day. Yeah. Give them a reason to come out, you know? Yeah. I've seen the, some of the videos, you know, they're, they're doing like uh, concerts and stuff out there with the, uh, on Facebook live. And- yeah. And that was crazy. So Snoop, Snoop happens. So we signed <clears throat> them March one. The point Marie. Yeah. Point okay. Marie. So I'm like, this is awesome. I'm excited. Snoop happened. Well, did you hang up the phone and like, and like yell whenever they. Oh, when I you? called my husband, I said, <laughs> so they said, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things that they really liked is after the second meeting, which was supposed to be like the numbers meeting, and I'm I suck at math. I suck <laughs> at like I just don't. That's not my thing. And when I first like started telling them everything, they're like, "Well, um, okay, well, get back with us on what you think about events and what our budget should be." Well, when I got home to Denham, I went ahead and put up like a mock calendar of what mm-hmm. I would do, and I had like the whole thing and sent it over to him. And they're like, you had that done in an hour and it was exactly what we would want. Sweet. So that I guess sold them that I had that like initiative to like not sit on it. You asked me to do something like here it is. Yeah. So one of the guys said that was what sold him. But, um, nice. But yeah, so that happened March one Snoop Dogg is the seventh and then Corona is like the 15th. Everything got shut down, but they have let me and my team do what we are supposed to do. Like when we have, we do like these Tuesday calls with all the like important people because a lot of them are in other states mm-hmm. and um, they were like, well, there goes our events. So they're looking at it as we just signed a contract and check to someone that was going to host a ton of events. It's not going to happen. Mm. So I had been seeing things like, you know, in Italy and places where it was worse, where if you just have musicians bring people together with music, do it on Facebook Live. And so we were one of the first Facebook Lives because we did it 
like St. Patrick's Day got canceled. And then the next Sunday we had a Facebook live like set up or no, the following Sunday we had a Facebook set up because I had to pitch the idea that Tuesday and like roll with it. And we just started setting up all these artists and we had like, I'd have to look again, but it was like 40 something thousand people in Denver watching. It made zero sense. (laughs) I mean, it, it does make sense, but it didn't at the same time, but it was because everybody was at home Mm -hmm. on their phones and they needed a distraction. You know, Mm. they were just, I mean, everybody understands why the, the, you know, lives were successful now. But if I'd have told another client, hey, let's do this and be the first, I would, well, I need you to find me someone else who's doing it. Or I need, I just don't understand. We were going to have events. Who's going to want to watch somebody singing at home? Like, you know, it wouldn't have made that much sense. Yeah. But they've let us really do whatever we want. That's cool. You know, um, was that like a, <clears throat> excuse me, was that like, um, a result of the interview and like getting to know them or were they kind of, did you have to convince them to let them, you do what you wanted or no. they were on board? I mean, I think that they, I, I don't know. My mom was like at my house the other day when we were doing like a zoom call and we got done. And I swear, even like this, like I'm going to forget half the stuff we talked about until I hear it. I get into like this mode where my brain just goes mm-hmm. And you're like, what did I just talk about? I don't know. <laughs> when we got off the Zoom, she was like, I'm so proud of you. And it was so sweet. I'm like, all right, mom, thanks. Okay. <laughs> it's like she heard me give like a presentation. Yeah. Okay. But she's like, no, like just hearing these people like listen to you and value your opinion and like your direction, like it's awesome. And I was like, honestly, it is a great feeling because for a while, it was almost like my ideas were maybe too far out or it was just, it was landing on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. It was like they wanted my work, but they wanted it their way. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be able to be flexible and change because it's just things change. Literally. They used to be like, okay, every year. And then it was like every six months. Well, now it's like every week things can change, you know, like if you don't have your, you know, hands on a pulse to get with what's current and what people want to see and what's, you know, relevant, you're just like throwing darts and not even like hitting the target. Yeah, You're just putting, like we said, we're just putting content out Mm -hmm. for the sake of doing it. And that's, I'm super impressed by the way you're like, you've been multitasking now for a couple minutes, like <laughs> t- telling me all this stuff and pulling up. Cause I'm trying to find your, the, information um, on your phone. trying to find those the Facebook video. numbers. Yeah. 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 I did see, I, I saw it just like, I don't follow, uh, the, the Facebook page. I saw page. that. You saw now that? that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I remember seeing that. Nice. It's like on the back porch of a, uh, mm-hmm. I've, saw, I've seen a guy on the back porch. Yeah. Like it was, it was it at. So the first. Was the gazebo, gazebo the property, too, right? Mm-hmm. At the gazebo. So the, yeah. yeah. The first like. And I don't know why in the world I would have seen that. It just probably got shared by somebody. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Because the first month, like like I said, I'm having to turn in my like, how we do the first month? Literally while the world is like ending. How do we do? (laughs) And I was, I hadn't even really been, I had just been putting the content out. I've been seeing that, yeah, I've been getting some good numbers. But I hadn't, you know, looked at the analytics yet. And when, um, and when I looked at it and had to like send the email, I just could not really believe i'm trying to find Mm -hmm. it i hate that i'm like taking forever um oh yeah it's gonna be worth it maybe here maybe this is it i'm sitting here looking by the way at this neighborhood and it looks like a freaking like dude it looks like paradise road is like (laughs) herringbone pattern the entire way wow and everything every element is like determined by experts like they have these architectural these urban developers these like everything makes sense all of it, like the little sidewalk is this many feet from this. This is how like much the grass is. It's so, I'm telling you, it's perfect. 
It's like, <laughs> it's like Truman Show. And then like, you want to like, not like the people that live there. Cause it's so perfect, but they're awesome. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. Like, you want to be like, you don't just have it so great. Just, yeah. And then you get there and they're like, you want to have some food with our fish fry? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. They're an incredible group of like that lives out there. They all are like the old days. Like you drive through the neighborhood at any moment and there's some kids riding their bikes. There's somebody drinking little tea. Like they're out there picking fruit and things from their garden. Wow. Like it's, I'm telling you, it's a, like a movie. It's a different world. Maybe that's another way to make money. That could be a movie set. That whole subdivision they could do. Oh, movies out there. Is this the first month or is this the second month? 2000 years later. Uh, okay. So we got the, it finally loaded for us and the numbers are legit. So this is perfect timing because I wanted to ask you a few things about like, I'm not sure if I told you, but before I was working here at Elephant, I I had my, a marketing company that I ran and started with a partner and then we, we had a couple of employees and then I was mainly doing it by myself for a couple of years uh, and then... Matthew hired me here. Uh, but like, so I have a few questions kind of along the lines of how you manage your work and like reporting and different things like that. So if you want to jump into the weeds, if you're down. Yeah, go for it. Um, can I put my feet on your couch? Of course. Okay, great. It's not my couch. You can do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not responsible for it. Um, so I'm curious. So like, okay, so we finally got the thing to load and it's, and it's like a screenshot of the Facebook numbers yeah. and stuff. So what are you, um, what's like, how do you normally handle reporting performance to clients of what you're doing? Yeah. So I like to use, you know, Google analytics for SEO and things like that. And I like to honestly just send, I, I usually might change the name to not be screenshot, but I like to send that because then it's not me saying we're great or like, cause I've, I've worked with clients that, I got their report from their like outside company that sent it in. I'm like, you realize that these are the keyword searches terms for an ophthalmologist. You're a dentist. So this is one of their other accounts or this is not even yours. Like they just don't even look at the report. So many pages, they just like scroll right past it and they, or flip right through it and just go, okay, yeah, we're paying them. We got a report. So it must be worth it. So I like to be very transparent Mm -hmm. and that way, Hey, if, they're used to seeing these real numbers and that way it holds us accountable too. So if, if next month it's down by a ton of percent, well, what did we do differently? Mm-hmm. What did, what should we, you know, go back to? Um, and then it's not us, like I said, it's not us doctoring the numbers, which is like, you want to hope that no one ever does that. But like I said, like I've right. seen, and I've seen agencies that someone else like, oh, well they were doing our ads. So now you can take it over. I get the ad account. And I'm like, They've run the same ad since 2015. <laughs> right. I'm like, we don't even have the same, like any, like we have a different, like a president's has changed. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't, like nothing is the same since 2015. Your ad definitely shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes those are hard conversations to have. Yeah, of course. But you got to do it, you know. Uh, so what do you, a couple of questions I want to ask about, like maybe how you handle bad news or bad numbers. But first, what do you, are you mainly just reporting them all of the top line numbers for, Google analytics and or for website analytics and social analytics, or do you like focus on just reach or just engagement? I mean, some of them change. So like for theirs, they're like, when I did my like interview with them, what was their goal? Get people out here. So when it's in in the quarantine standpoint, getting people to see them would suffice. Mm -hmm. So that kind of growth was awesome for them because a neighborhood or a community would be like the least likely place that anybody would be looking at on social media when they're stuck at home and can't go anywhere. Right. So that was great. Um, but for other people, it might be more of a tangible thing, like an actual lead. Um, 
an actual sale, those kind of things. So I like to, I like to keep things simple and not recreate things or make myself work harder. Yeah. So like if they're using Shopify, well, let's look at Shopify's analytics. Like let's look at those, you know, clicks and how that ad performed. Or if we're using MailChimp, like what does MailChimp say? Um, I had one client that they liked and it was fine. I just took all the little basically screenshots, made them pretty and put them all on a PDF and gave it to them. Mm -hmm. There's tons of software out there that'll do all that for you, but we're just not big enough for me to need to pay another software subscription yeah thing, another yeah. subscription thing when it doesn't take me that long and my clients like it because they can log on and see the same thing you know what i mean they're okay, not yeah, like right, where right. did you get this number from i'm like well it's in your google analytics login right you know same thing with facebook like they can hop on at any minute they all know how to see it and see what the numbers say so if you're managing someone's social media it's you're primarily finding out what they want and then reporting back the numbers based around it or you like if you if you just want to grow a dentist social media account are you uh what like what are you tracking to send back to them um well it it depends on if, if they're doing tar- good question. no it was okay. if it depends on if they're doing targeted ads meaning they're actually trying to right. gain a lead or if it's that I'm like supplemental, not supplemental, but I'm the backbone. Basically, they have maybe magazine ads, maybe they have multiple things they're doing in-house, like referral rewards and whatever. Um, and they have social media. That way, when someone's at a party and they look them up, they look relevant. Okay. And they look current. So um, what do you, what do you, sorry to interrupt you. No, let, let, me, let me ask you this way. What is, uh, if, if the objective is to grow someone's social media uh, following, what indicators are you going to look at to see if you're doing the right thing? Is it like, cause you know, there's how many likes you get, how many comments you get overall engagement percentage, reach impressions, what all that stuff. I mean, I would say it's mainly the engagement because if we gain a ton of new followers, but they never see your post or they never engage with it, then they may never turn into an actual lead okay. or sale. Yeah. So for the most part, since they're smaller businesses and they're not like influencers where like right now, if someone looked at some of my dentists, they might not say, well, I'm not going to go to her because she only has like a thousand followers. <laughs> like it's a dentist, you know, yeah. like, um, of course it's great when you're like the number one dentist in the world who has like 500,000 followers and that's great. But often those were just people that got on the app or the platform first, mm-hmm. which is why I've told, I've told some of my, like, um, I have a dental client, hood dental care, and I'll show you on my phone. Their TikTok is like crazy. It's like... <laughs> But it was because they're the first. Sometimes it's yeah. like just being the first counts. Like they have v- like 400,000 views. Like it's great. And it's like it's dentist stuff. And it's not dentist nice. stuff. It's just funny things. Yeah. You know. Um, That's cool. But they started this like a month ago, you know. Sweet. Um, and they were willing to take the risk and have fun with it. Yeah. Um, but does that 400,000 on TikTok actually get them anyone? Has it? Do you, do you know? No clue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No clue. I mean, they have the option of social media when they have the, um, you know, intake forms. So we'll see if that's gone up, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. So that's a, another question that I wanted to ask you was, and something that will help me directly. Um, so I'm hoping you have a no pressure, a perfect answer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, no, but I was kind of curious if you had any tips on how to gauge how effective marketing is being. And this is definitely a question for anybody who might be listening that has a business or wants to expand their marketing. Um, how do you, how have you, do you have a really good way or a a good tip on how to track how well the marketing is doing to bring in actual dollars? 
Like, and, and more specifically, uh, away from like targeted ads, converting into phone numbers, because that's pretty easy to track, but, um, like organic. Yeah. Like how have you found a way to possibly track organic leading to sales? I mean, other than like warm and fuzzy feelings, like, oh yeah, we feel like things (laughs) picked up. (laughs) Right. Um, and then of course, like you mentioned the whole, where did you hear about us? Like that's, uh, like everybody should do that obviously, but is there any other tricks that maybe you could, I mean, I don't know about any tricks. I mean, I guess what I've told people before is, um, where were we before we came on board? Where's the industry growth? Like, wh- cause I mean, hopefully your business, whatever you're in is growing because our bills are pay- growing. Yeah. So hopefully we're making more this year than we did last year. Yeah. And that's even if I never showed up, right. Hopefully if we've shown, if you've started taking on our marketing, what are our benchmark goals and how have we how do we meet them? And then um, an, another thing, I guess, would be don't do everything at once, which I know kind of sounds crazy, but um, often people want to do like, okay, we're starting, we're going to start our email campaigns now, mm. we're going to start our retargeting ads. And then what happens is sometimes it can be hard to tell which one worked because you're do, right. you're throwing everything out there. You're starting to do pop-up events. You're starting to do influencer work and, and it, it just becomes, it's a little hard. So that's why sometimes I say, let's start with the organic stuff first, putting out relevant content. Let's see how that does. Cause that might be as expensive. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. Then at 30 days, all right. Or maybe just the first two weeks. All right. Now we're going to do our email. We're going to send out this first email. Let's see that. I mean, the best thing is, like you said, track everything, track mm-hmm. your phone calls, track your email opens, your clicks. Um, obviously the targeted ads, like make sure those are working. But I mean, I guess it, it really does boil down to the numbers. Yeah. Which sometimes so it's kind hard. of just what effort or, and for the business owner, how much are they paying like you to do it? And then versus how much is their bottom line increasing? That's right. kind of, yeah, that's what, like, what's your return on investment? Are we worth it? Kind of right. Thing. That's what I was, uh, I was kind of curious if there was, if you had found kind of a way you can hold off on the buzzer. I know that was a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> no it was like the here. worst, like, I'm just going to tiptoe around not answering this question. Cause I don't really have the answer. <laughs> no, for that. I, I think that's the, I mean, I think that's the only answer really. Cause I don't, you know, I mean, we all there's no way to track that. what's in people's heads right. or, or whatever. So not yeah. yet, at least. Yeah. I'm oh, sure, we're I'm sure get minority reports happening soon. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts and people often talk about See, and it's like a good Elon thing Musk I don't. and all the stuff. Like he's it's doing. a good time. I don't have time that I am so busy yeah. that I can't, but I do watch the Patriot Act on Netflix. Please tell me you've watched that. Patriot Act on Netflix. On Netflix. Oh my god! No, Everyone listening, it is so wild because it's is it a so documentary true. or a TV show? No, it's a it's like a news. It's a comedic. It's with a uh, Hassan. I don't know. What's oh, name. that guy. I know that. Oh, that guy. Hassan yeah. Minaj. What yes. is it? Yeah. Something like that. Minaj? Minaj? God, I'm being so white. I'm really sorry. I can't <laughs> say his name. It's terrible. That is terrible. You're supposed to be woke. You're supposed to know how to pronounce these names. I no, suck. I'm just kidding. Um, Oh, that fan, that, the AC I just keeps on here. I thought it was someone's cell here. phone vibrating like, like crazy wild. hard. I was like, like what is going, going on? on? That's cool. I like to stay cool. Um, yeah, I think I've seen, I've definitely seen that guy, but I don't think I've even, I've, well, so what's, what's it about? Every episode is just something that it's great and it's not good for people like me because now you're like, well, now I need to worry about retirement. Dang it. Now I need to worry <laughs> okay. about housing laws. Oh, now it. I need to, so every little, and they're short, which I do like that. They're like 15 minutes. So it's just enough to like give you a, a lot of information, but he tells it in a comedic way okay. and it's so funny yet almost insulting yet so relevant and it's so great. And so nice. for my husband and I, they're so polar opposite politically and like everything. It's great. Cause we can both watch it, watch yeah, it yeah. and be like, Ooh, he's right. Yeah. You know, makes you think about stuff. Oh, definitely. Um, what's uh, so, so have you messed with that new app Quibi? 
or seen it? No, but I feel like I've heard about it. Well, yeah, hopefully because they spent like billions of dollars <laughs> yeah. on advertising, but it's that it's that new, I think it's a whole new platform. Yeah. I think it's an app, but they're creating, uh, basically creating like TV shows that are made for your phone. So vertical, oh, yeah, yeah, vertical, yeah, yes, yes. uh, our portrait and they're like 10 minutes or less. I or tried something. to do it now. I remember why, because my, I think when I first got this phone, I told my bill to not let me ever like make purchases because I was afraid my kids uh, yeah, were going to do yeah, it. Because yeah, I could yeah. be like, I'm putting the right thing in. It keeps being like, <laughs> error. I'm like, stupid. All right, fine. Use my PayPal. Error. And I was like, I can't watch this show. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So more, definitely more on the weeds talk if you're, if that's cool. Yep. Uh, um, do you, what do you, oh, and by the way, if uh, like, don't, definitely don't feel like you have to disclose anything about clients specifically. I mean, I know you're like transparent, but we don't want to don't want to expose any of your secrets that are like your secret sauce that you're oh, whipping up on that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but what do you do whenever you're, uh, like every day posting and not every day cause you schedule stuff, but what do you use to like schedule posts for instance? Oh, so we typically just use like Planoly. We used to use like Hootsuite and all kinds Planoly? of things. Planoly? Planoly. See, I haven't even heard of that It's one. the easiest thing for our clients I've tried use. like a million of them and I haven't. So what's the... Because I like it because it also lets people... None of my businesses right now are using Pinterest, but it, like last year, they a lot of them were using Pinterest. So it helped with... Because I could do Pinterest and Twitter. I could do all of them, which they all were doing that. But um, and I don't think Does you it could, do LinkedIn? No, I don't think anything does. Bummer. I need need a good LinkedIn when there's no good LinkedIn scheduler. No. Um, Well, and also my content for LinkedIn would be so different than mine. If I, yeah, no. Right, right, right. That wouldn't even work for me. But yeah, no, I like it because it's so easy for the client because it's got the little grid on the left. They can see how everything's going to look. They can hurry up and change things that they want. And it's got, it's just easy to use. So they're able. It's like eight bucks a month. Nice. So they're yeah. able to log in and see what you've got mm-hmm. going. Yeah, okay. I just that's send them the email and say, your plan is ready. And then they hop in. Um, and there's some backside of it. That's not great. Like I, sometimes I wish I wasn't as transparent with my clients because I'm like, then they're like, well, we'll just use Planoly. We don't need her. And yeah. then I see what they do. And I'm like, God, that was a fail. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you definitely needed me. Yeah. But it, and I've gotten to that point where I'm like, you know, because I'll have people message like, hey, you still do so-and-so's marketing? And I'm like, no, actually, they <laughs> hire someone. They're like, yeah, because we, what we the heck's tell. going on? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. This is awkward. But um, I, I do have one client. She was amazing. Uh, Brie with Simple Living that we were, I helped her launch kind of and get started and she really was able to like take what I did and then like take it to the next level. And I've loved it Nice. because typically when things like we're like, Hey, this isn't working out financially. I'm like, can't wait to see this go South. Yeah. And it didn't like she flourished and she took all the stuff that I said, like people don't want to just see like organized pantries every day. Like you mm-hmm. got to like be relatable. You got to have lifestyle. You got to show how this can change their lives. And she did it. And so it's good. That's the, uh, <laughs> love it. That's who is that? That's the Brie Boudreaux, and no, she does like organizing and stuff. Brie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I may have heard her on another podcast, or maybe it was on yours. She, has she been on your podcast? No, she's. I don't okay. Think she, yeah, she's not a mom yet. Um. Right. Of course, you have to be a mom to be on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm, can't say it with us. <laughs> Sound mean? <laughs> Go have a baby and then. Right. No. Uh, can we talk about money and not talk about like numbers? But sure. uh, this is like a thing that I know was always kind of a weird. I never felt like I was good at it or mastered it or whatever dealing with clients. And then I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Um, but can you give me some advice or tips or insights on to like how you price things? And again, no, crossing like, my fingers as right. I send that email. No. Okay. Um, and if, I mean, I love it because that's like, like you said, it's super relatable. Cause I think like I do that a lot, yeah. but, uh, 
and again, like nothing you're uncomfortable with sharing, but um, like maybe are you like, let's say for instance, are you pricing for a client when you're doing their social media? Is it like, I'm going to do X many posts per week and it's going to be on this many platforms and it's going to cost this much. And, or are you packaging things more and, and like having a, you know, you want to like specify what you're going to provide obviously. So they know what they're getting, but is it like lined out like that or is it more so you have a general thing and certain thresholds, but then there's some wiggle room in there for different yeah, things. So when I started out, it was line by line. And then I realized that if I didn't list every single thing I thought about that, I wasn't going to get paid for it or mm. I was going, they were going to assume it might be free the next time. It was just ridiculous. So then I started saying, look, okay, we're going to do your social media. That could look like three to five posts a week depending on what's going on. Okay. And I gave so you myself- you set a range for yourself. Yes. Okay. Because also, hey, if you've got birthdays and coming in, I don't want them being like, we've already paid her for our this meeting. We need to just go ahead and post it. And then I'm right. like, no, what did you just do? <laughs> screwed it up. Yeah. So I, I do a range. Um, and then what I what I do is I have like tiers, like first tiers, like, look, we'll just help you with your social, social media posting. Um, and that's, you know, we used to even do where we would let them give us the content and then we realized this will never look good and we'll never <laughs> want to put our name on it. Why are we trying to, cause I just wanted to help everyone. Like mm-hmm. I literally wanted to help everyone and what, okay. Side note, when we were at that point, Marie arts market, my 10 year old, well, she loved my 11 year old daughter was like, I want to come help cause she's bored at the house. She just wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. She regretted it immediately cause it was really hot. <laughs> cause she was outside she the heat was doing sweating. work. <laughs> she was like, you owe me so much. But when we're driving around the car in the beginning and I'm, sh- I'm setting up the art vendors, and there's only four of them. And I'm like panicking. I'm like, why did we do this? They ended up selling out and they had a great show. But she was like, mom, I know you. You're going to buy everybody's art. We're going to have all these <laughs> things that we don't need because you just want to help everyone. Just like when you want to charge someone $2 for a website. I'm like, what have you been listening wow. to? Or what, what conversations Insightful. have you heard? <laughs> and she was, ca- she calls me out a lot. She's very, she keeps me humble. But I'm like, okay, Kate. And she's all 11. Right. Is that what you said? Yes. Nice. I cannot wait. Love it's going it. to be bad. But no. I would do that. I would I would try to fit everyone's budget. I would want to help everyone. And I had and I've had um I used to hate if I would hear a oh it's not gonna work. Then I would come back with, well, how can we make it work? Yeah. Like why was I doing that? Yeah. I mean, I know why, but I need to not so I've that ended in twenty twenty. It stopped and I said, Look, what? these are my prices and this is what I'll do. Okay. So you're just like cold turkey, I'm gonna start saying no if they don't fit me. And and what I do is I say like, so I just had someone last week, had a great console and I really want to help her. She's got an awesome product, but you know, she's a one woman show and I get it. Like that's a lot, you know, to bring in our team. So I was like, Hey, look, how about we just do like once a month calls until you're ready. And I just give you as much coaching and as much health. And I'll, I will cool. try to teach you because mm-hmm. it's an hour of my time, hundred bucks. I could do it in the middle of target parking lot and mm-hmm. help her. And then over time we're building that trust. She's seeing more and more of the, the value. And if anything, I, I get that I'm helping people bug out mm. because I really want to do that. But at the same time, I can't not be able to pay my team or my bills because I'm helping everybody else. Yeah. So I've started offering that. And then what I That's do is- super smart. Yeah. I have my like- Buzzer, please. You know, <laughs> um, I have like the tiers. Usually it's like three. I, I don't try to be Baskin Robbins and give too many <laughs> options. It yeah. just makes people go, well, I can't even pick one. It's too many. So three little options of what they need. And at the bottom, I also say, look, and there's also a la carte. Like, you want us to just come in and shoot a brand video and you you cut that thing up. We'll give you all the B-roll, too. Like, you can use it for whatever. 
Here's a, here's a fee. If you want us to help you with your, your email marketing, give you some templates, here's that. We do a few of those too, because sometimes people are like, I want to start now, but I can't do that. But if I can just get my toes, you know, wet Mm -hmm. and see what a little bit better marketing could feel like we get a little bit better money in, now we can turn it around and maybe do something later. Right. Um, that's awesome. That's very cool. Uh, do you ever, this is like more of the real question and I know you're real. So you gave me like a legit answer <laughs> okay. here. What, uh, do you ever like wrap up? You said you made a joke a minute ago, but is it, is it true? You ever like wrap up a proposal or something or like quote that you're sending somebody and then you're like, well, I'm gonna go back and like adjust this part and like adjust that part to think like, or to try to match what you think they want. And like, do, do you do that or, or, or do you well, find it easier? Well, I used to shop easier? with my own wallet, which was not smart. Because, you know, like, I don't even, I don't even, this is not just COVID. I, I only do my hair twice a year. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I just let it grow out. And I just hope ombres stay cool or whatever this is called for as long as possible. I don't get my nails done. Like, I just, I'm basic when it comes to stuff. I don't, I like doing makeup. That's fun. But nice. I just, but what happens is I learned that when I was a manager of stylists, remember when I was saying I yep. want more yep. for them, they wouldn't they wouldn't offer certain treatments and offer things because they knew they couldn't afford them. So they were judging what their patient could afford before they even knew. Instead of just telling them what they needed and just being that that almost like their advocate, like here's everything you need because your hair is breaking and letting them decide if they could pay for it. They would just not even mention it. Mm. And they were constantly holding themselves back because in their mind, I'm not buying $40 hairspray. I'm not. But you don't know if your client would want it because it's better hairspray than they've ever had. Right. You know? So when I first started out, I mean, I want to slap myself for the prices I was charging, you know? Um, but it was everybody's got to start somewhere, yeah. you know? But once I kind of started, I was being taken advantage of was like the end of last year and I was like okay my friend Joseph he actually does all of when we need drone photography yeah Joseph's legit beyond Lockwood yeah yeah so I actually um, have never met him in person but I I forgot actually how I originally connected with him but we message on Instagram back and forth a lot he does the uh, he does the down a lot of stuff for like the is it go downtown or down go downtown VR yeah one of their Instagrams he does a lot of their stuff yeah he's cool Cool yeah he went to snoop with us Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did see a picture of him. He's so fun. Manning the camera. Yeah. But yeah. so there's also creatives like that, too, that like I just contract out when we need. Right. I don't course. have people that need drone every month, so I can't pay them all the time. But right. um, so Joseph has had. So last year he had probably two or three hard conversations with me where he was like, Amy, what? How much are you charging? He's like and like hearing from him that doesn't do what I do all day long. He was going to pitch <clears throat> like five times more than what I was charging Mm -hmm. to people. And he's like, this isn't even what I do all the time. Like I'm just throwing it out there and and let's see if they, they take it. And I'm like, I never even thought of like charging that amount, you know? Yeah. But once you break down all the hours and all the time and all the research and and you're like, yeah, I never even thought like, I just would charge for maybe taking the photos and even think about the time I'm editing. It's those little bitty things that I didn't really. That's really cool. That's it. Yeah. The shop with your own wallet type thing is, uh, that's yeah. a good insight also. Buzzer. Oh, is it getting present? Is it? Oh, oh. the buzzer it, didn't approve. Did no, it, it rejected. It actually broke. Is that a battery? No, oh, it has to really good. mean it. Right, got it. It has to really buzz it. Um, yeah, this is legit. This is like a uh, triple digit buzzer episode <laughs> here. Um, okay. Um, like I said, um, the questions drop out of my mind. But um, what? Uh, okay. What? What do you feel like is your strongest skill set? Like, what do you think? Like, uh, you know, everybody has kind of their. Oh, I can just do this real quick type thing. What's your? 
forte? I mean, and then I have a follow up question after this. So. I would say I'm like the probably the best at graphic design, but it's only because I usually have like the story and like the the ad and like the goal. I feel like I'm a storyteller okay. by heart. Like I see stories and like how this can like relate to people and like the emotional buying impulses and those kind of things really well. And I feel like I always have my eyes open to it. So I catch it in other businesses. I'm like, oh, that was a good job. Like put that on a folder and remember it for whenever you could use it with someone else. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that, that doesn't even sound like a skill. I don't know. I think that's a great skill. My follow up question was uh, like, how did you kind of get to that point? And then, uh, or like, how did you kind of figure out what you're good at and then find people to fill the other spots that you needed to accomplish what your clients wanted you to do? Um, basically I feel like creatives in Baton Rouge are all very supportive and we all kind of know each other. And it was very easy for me to work with Kim Meadowlark, um, because I had been a fan for a long time. We had met, we had become friends. Um, and she was always just doing photography. And when she wanted to get in video, I was like, well, I can teach you a few things, but a lot of it you can learn along the way. And just, she was phenomenal. She's just amazing. Um, and then Kelsey, the graphic designer, or our graphic designer, she um, she was with Vivid for a long time, and saw her work. I known her, I've known her mom for a while, and her mom was one that's like, "Hey, you need to get with my daughter." And um, I mean, I feel like it was just all very like people that we knew, mm-hmm. and then that way I felt like they were more invested in this. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I like mean, I just like- filled. I I did enough for so long by myself. Yeah. That. I always knew at the end of the day, well, I guess I can go back to that if I have to. Right. But I'd rather people that could do it better. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's probably a, a better uh, foundation anyways, is, is people that you kind of gel with before you yeah. work with them. Because uh, it's kind of hard to, if, you, if you're just meeting somebody for the first time, it's kind of hard to determine if they're going to work out working for you, you know? Right. But if you know you kind of gel with somebody that you can figure well, out were, how it works. It was like people that work with me because I was a reference, you know, the people that all work with me were all because of someone else told me they were great. Yeah. So it wasn't like, I never put out an, an, a hiring ad. I never told anybody I was really looking. It just like kind of all came together. I'm like, well, we can all go to lunch and talk us out. Cause I was like, I don't have a payroll to give y'all. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was like, I guess I really need to start charging people more to be able to <laughs> feed y'all. Cause I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Um, okay. So what are you, uh, looking to do like what are your plans for the future uh what are you wanting to work on is there like some client that you want to go find and and win the project or do you want to build a 20 person team or do you want to make some cool video that tells a story what what kind of is your vision for it well i had a lot of goals for this year but they kind of changed (laughs) um can't blame you for that I mean, honestly, I feel like we have a strong team now. I would just love it if like all of all of them could do be able to do even more, like to be able to have more, I don't know, um, more fun with it. A lot of our, our clients, it's like, okay, we've got to do, they've got one 225 ad, they've got one billboard, and they got this, this, and this, and then they're we're done. Mm. And it's good. We're satisfying their need. But I'm kind of like, well, I wish we could do a little bit more, but I can't just go and like constantly do things that they're not paying for either. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be like, hey, so we animated this uh, graphic for you <laughs> because we just felt like doing it because it's not that we're bored, but I kind of, I'm happy to have clients that are allowing us to reach and be able to be paid at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, 
I mean, my goal was just to keep this going for the rest of the year because Jumanji level whatever is coming <laughs> next. So I hear there's a hurricane. I don't know. I saw that today. Hopefully that doesn't happen. <sighs> yeah. That and murder hornets or whatever. Oh, yeah. I so, saw a meme that, but that was posted. Last, that was last level. Right. Somebody posted a meme that said, did we just skip over the murder hornets? I feel like we skipped them. We skipped over yeah, them. Yeah, we did. Um, what do you, how do you... Uh, this question just popped up listening to what you were just saying, but how do you do work that you don't maybe either believe in or you're not excited about? Well, yeah, I don't really do anything as of, I'm just telling my husband where I am. No worries. Because he doesn't, he's out of town. And if you have to get up and leave right now, that's totally cool. No, this is great. This is fun. I don't get to talk to like humans <laughs> that don't need me. Like this It has been awesome. a while. That's what I, I went uh, on a hiatus for the podcast because um, we couldn't meet with people. And we yeah. couldn't use this podcasting studio. Well, and the baby too. Um, but, and I didn't want to do like the Zoom stuff because it's just not. I know. I wish I had met. It's like a lot better. Patrick. I had to do it like. Yeah. And then like my idea didn't work because I was going to like hide. And then like I was hiding from my kids. And then I didn't know we were live. And it was super awkward. And it didn't work <laughs> out. But I was like, whatever. Um, what was your question? Oh, no. Just do you. How do you like. Oh, work I don't want to do. Yeah. Or like, like that's not the most exciting. Because like you just described, you want your team to feel like they're, you know, just loving it and going hundred percent. Right. Like I but look at some of these agencies have, and I'm like, that's, you just did what kind of 3D model? Yeah. Like you did what? I'm like, that is like the dream, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you have like, I got to do four posts for this company this week and it's not going to be the funnest, like, is it, are you just pushing through some of that stuff to pay the bills and then you have these yeah. pet, pet projects that you really enjoy doing or? Oh yeah. I mean, I definitely have a few that I'm like, okay, what can we say about tummy tucks for like the third, <laughs> third time? Right. I'm just, I'm asking you know. too, because like, I feel like, uh, you know, the whole PC, social media persona you can, and I've never met you before. So like it even happened to me a little bit, look, following you is like, um, everything that you kind of see from somebody looks like they're just doing amazing things and everything is so every Snoop Dogg, every, every project basically. <laughs> yeah, no. But then like on behind the scenes, I think it's beneficial to hear about how there's some things that aren't quite as exciting, but you're still doing. And like, it's not like you're doing bad work doing it, but like you're just getting things done. So yeah. I don't know what you're kind no, of No, I would say I would is. love it to be if by like, I would have a goal like by 20, how old will I be at 2025? 20, That's too far. Maybe like 2022. 20, <laughs> Math. Yeah. Right. I told you not good. Uh, maybe like in two years, I would love it to be if like 80% of our work, we just freaking loved it. Yeah. And the other 20%, yeah, pay the bills. Or it's like client that I've had for a while and I just grandfather, you do, I, I'll keep you, you know, <laughs> um, because right now it's about like 50, 50, mm. you know, like 50% of the work. I'm like sharing with everybody. I'm telling everybody I did it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And the other 50, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It's not that we're not proud of it, but like, it's just, it's that day-to-day -day content, right, you know, and right, it's, right, right. or it's the email about the special. I'm like, yeah, we got a June special this month. Yay. <laughs> you know. You don't um, really get to use the creative no, juices it's just, for it. You, it's just that, you know, mouse wheel or whatever. Right. You just got to do it. Um, I also wanted to maybe ask you about Baton Rouge because I asked you before we started, but you grew up here and have lived here. Have you ever lived outside of Baton Rouge or outside of the Baton Rouge area? No, I mean, Denham's as far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even when I went to Southeastern, I commuted. Got it. So, um, so and, and on a related topic, I kind of feel like you said a minute ago that a lot of the creative people in Baton Rouge know each other and like work with each other or just know what's happening. So uh, what, what's like some of the things that you are excited about or think are cool about Baton Rouge? Um, I would say... That, well, I hope we bring some of them back. I don't know how conferences are going to look. Um, 
this really cool guy, if you don't follow him right now, Matt Dawson, he's an incredible graphic design. And Matt, if you listen to this, when I mentioned graphic design, I meant like on like an ad, he's like <laughs> legit graphic design. Like he can, he like can his, create stuff. his logos, Out his typography. Nothing. Oh yeah. He's awesome. So he, um, puts on the creative concert, uh, creative conference crop okay. and he launched it a few years back and I was, I like volunteered for it and I was like helping him out and behind the scenes, like stuffing bags and just being in that room and the, the energy is pretty great because you, it's like Louisiana is last in like everything, mm-hmm. like always. And so I feel like if we want our city to be great and we want all these things, it all has to start with your culture. Like we got good food. We all know that. Like mm-hmm. everybody has diabetes. Like we all <laughs> eat. We have great food. But like, where's the music? Like even with the basin, like trying to start and actually have local bands and like national acts come. Like if you don't have that art, like what is the point of living, right? So I feel like our local scene of like illustrators and artists and graphic designers and even like the media agencies, I feel like just in the past like five years have really taken off. Mm -hmm. And so you have a lot of these people graduating from LSU and not leaving because they see jobs here, you know, or because of social media, they're like, hey, I can work from home and like draw dogs and make money, you know. Um, And people are realizing like they can have their craft and people support them. Right. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, We were talking, I kind of was thinking it would be fun to talk about uh some like random topics and like get your thoughts on <laughs> okay. some stuff is this gonna be other say like you say a word not just like whatever first comes to mind yeah like uh was oh, it fun. so if like the word association yeah, like the fire drill cool. or whatever great um i wasn't actually like super planning this but when we were talking before because we were waiting on our amazing producer to get here because he was 30 minutes late no oh. i was early <laughs> no i'm just kidding not, <laughs> just but. trashing him he's right over there he loves it um <laughs> Uh, but when we were talking before, we were like talking about a bunch of random stuff and, uh, and it was like fun to chat with you about it. So maybe to like dive in and see where it goes. We talked about like sports and stuff. Are you a sports person or no? Um, okay. So I like to play the sports, but not watch. It's not that I don't even like to watch. I have gone so long because of being this boring mom (laughs) and my weekends being at soccer games that like the last time I have tailgated was like. 2010 like I am so far detached from like having people over with like the queso and the beer and like beer pong like that's just that's just not my life anymore yeah so I like to watch them but it just doesn't happen so like when people like talk to me about sports I know like whoever was just talked about in the news maybe okay and that's about it (laughs) but if we were like hey let's go play some soccer let's go play like I would be like yes let's do it okay if that makes sense yeah for sure so are you uh do you like have like a celebrity that you keep up with or like, no. like keeping up nothing like that. No, I'm not I'm like, fishing I'm not, a, a I'm not like a keeping up. No, they're annoying. So no, I don't. <laughs> okay. So, but you did say that you're that type of person similar to me who just like is into everything and uh, consuming stuff from I'm everywhere. a knowledge person. Like I love, right, okay. that's why when my kids are a little bit older, I think I'm going to be like that. Like, you know, there's cat ladies. Like I'm going to be like the book and like the, book the podcast, like nice. in her own world. Like she never leaves her house. What is she doing? And it's really, I'm just like listening to learning crap. That's like useless knowledge. Right. But I love but you it. feel so good because it feels like you're yeah. intaking all of the stuff. Just and then you're like, you smart I'm and... superior from everyone because I know all the facts. Right, yeah. exactly. It's it's probably stroking an so ego or something. what are some of your favorite podcasts? Well, that's the thing. I don't really listen to any, really. Oh. Okay. Like, I really, like, don't have that much time. I mean, I like the true crime love one. It. There's a true crime one with, what's the name? Woody? Woody, Woody Allen? Woody Harrison. 
Harrelson. Woody Harrelson? Mm. Fam- is it a famous person? No, I think it's way? someone local. Oh. But I've only listened to like a couple like little bits of it. And it was only the stuff they shared on Facebook because I don't really have time. Nice. But I like if I could get into any, it would be true crime. Um I like listening to the ones that are like local when they're shared on Facebook. Because mm-hmm. I really don't get on my Spotify and listen to anything. Um I like to like read things. Okay. Like what? I would love to hear. Like stupid research things. Like <laughs> well, you weird said you stuff like, on like I mean, like if I hear something and I'm like, what what was um what was Black Wall Street? Well, let me go read all about it. And yeah, I'll just yeah, like yeah. dive into like so stay you're like up a all Wikipedia night. Nerd. Yeah, but not Wikipedia, but like... Wikipedia is the best source of information on the planet. I mean, I'll look at it, but then I'm like, where did you source? And right. then I read where they sourced, you know? I nice. listened to a podcast called American History Tellers. That sounds like up my alley. It is amazing, but uh, I'll do the exact same thing after they finish a topic. Like, they'll do something on, you know, the Great Depression. And it's like six episodes, and then it's really well done. It's in a very, like, kind of dramatic way. Like, they have characters and all that stuff. and mm. It's really well done, but... Afterwards, I'm like obsessed with whatever that that series was about. Yeah, they have like twenty something seasons. Wow. See, I think if I could listen to them in the car, I would be good. But typically, when I'm in the car, I've got kids. Kids, right? Yeah, because even now, I've gotten to where I do a lot of my meetings like over the phone, and we Mm -hmm. don't really, or I'll come out to the client. But I mean, I'm not. I don't know. And then when I get home, it's the kid life, like, and all that. So by the time we get done and they're gone to bed now we've like okay we got an hour to netflix and talk about anything while they're not listening mm-hmm. so it's like i just don't get the joys of got podcasting it. yet i still have the curse and benefit of having like a 45 50 minute commute every day one way so i do get to consume it but we're trying to move into baton rouge so it'll be less maybe i'll consume less but you did say before we started uh, you referenced a well-known, not conspiracy, because it's it actually happened about Jeffrey Epstein not killing oh, himself. Yeah. So, <laughs> are there any like fun conspiracy stuff that you've been into lately? You should never have asked that question. Why? I can go like love it. So like everyone checks out. It's like okay, that was a fun podcast. I mean, <laughs> someone's where, looking down where, at their phone right now and saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm only halfway through this podcast." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, where do we start with conspiracy? Well, what's the theory? last one that you were like, whoa, whoa? What's the last one you stayed up late looking at? <sighs> if you can recall. I mean, but like that doesn't, okay, just because I talk about it or research it doesn't mean I necessarily believe it, right? Of course, that of course. safe of course. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like how coronavirus was originally three feet and now it's six feet because the facial recognition things need us to be six feet apart. So it's psychologically conditioning us to spread out. Whoa. Sorry. That one was really woke. Where was that? that? That's like, because China's doing that now all the time. Well, and they've also like, so they started this well before any kind of like pandemics. Um, And it's where you have social points. Yes. I'm very familiar. And that was a rabbit trail. I didn't, because it's like Black Mirror is real. Right. And we're all just like. Did you, have you heard like the Black Mirror guy apparently is taking a break because He's like, I don't have. Does he feel guilty? Or do you feel like the Simpsons? There's nothing to write because everything's happening right now. Like he (laughs) can't. (laughs) Yeah, he can't keep up. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. No. And we're being conditioned to uh, be tracked by the government. Yeah. And well, maybe you don't believe this. We we won't say if you believe it or not. (laughs) I don't know because I'm not saying that we shouldn't be socially distant during a freaking pandemic, but I'm also saying like. Like I said, that sociology degree is always in the back of my brain because so much of us, it's not 
what we're our it's not what our brain chemistry tells us. It's how we are socially conditioned. Mm. You know, when you get in an elevator, if you face the back wall, everyone's gonna look at you like you're crazy because you're yeah. like, why aren't you turning around, you yeah. weirdo? Um, <clears throat> even and even like with the stuff right now with like um, you know police brutality and things like that. If you go and look at any of the scientific studies that have been out there, like there's there was that thing in the '70s where they took like a class classroom of like college students and like split them up and within like six days they were doing crazy rules that didn't make sense and abuse of power um prison experiment yeah Yeah. and it's like no one told them they needed to do that or had to do that um and there's so many different variables that could have been why that happened so i'm not saying that really has any weight but (laughs) things like that that i'll just get deep into and i'm like wait what happened because our educational system i mean granted they've only got a year or not even that long with these kids like what points do they need to share i get it but so much is left out and when you really start digging, you're like, man, this is like some dark stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, I get that they don't want us all to know everything because that's <laughs> the point of a government or that's the point. Of, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it, but <clears throat> it can be conspiracy theories can be. And, and I think, too, I, I hope that we come out of 2020 not making conspiracy theorists evil. And this is why. Um whistleblowers have also saved us from incredible things Mm -hmm. like when ddt used to be sprayed on everybody every summer they were just dousing these kids in this chemical hoping that they wouldn't get you know bit by mosquitoes well they were also causing nerve damage and all this stuff and it wasn't if those scientists haven't didn't speak up or those parents didn't come forward saying hey my kid was cool last summer (laughs) but now now you know, kind of and, they, up. and right. And they were, sh- a lot of these people were shamed for things. They mm-hmm. lost their jobs, <clears throat> you know, like the, like the whistleblower that said she had to like alter data for some state. I don't remember which one it was, you know, like it, it's easy to label people and put them into a group to make yourself feel better. But that doesn't always mean that that's right. Mm-hmm. You know? So I have a lot of people that say I'm a little too much of a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> that's all right. I, th- I, I, I always, I always think that that's much more interesting than believing everything you're told. Yeah. So. Oh, I'd rather, I'd rather <clears throat> die an old lady that said too much or spoke out for the little guy or questioned things than just went along with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What is a, I just randomly had this thought. Do you feel like that plays into marketing at all? Like, you know, thinking differently than everyone else and does that thought process maybe help you take more risks and stuff i mean probably so when i worked for this dentist um the um the last dentist i worked for as like in his building um he made me take he made everybody take these tests and it was your on your cognitive skills not your cognitive so cognitive is like how your brain uh what your brain knows, you know, and all the things okay. you, you've got as your skills. Well, your cognitive is basically your genetically, like DNA, whatever, is your natural without knowing you're doing it mm. type thing. I don't know the research on it. I <clears> knew <throat> it back then because I looked it all up. Now it's like muddled down because <laughs> I don't talk about it that often. But when you took this test, you had you were rated on these like things like implementation, impulse, and like two other things. I can't remember them. Um, and mine was like, and it was a one to ten on each one. And so people would be like a five, four, and a seven, and this. And whichever one was your highest one was also linked to a dental position. Like you should be a hygienist because you're great at the detail and whatever. Well, mine was like, you know, it was like five, four, five, and then 10. And the 10 was on like the impulse and all of that. So it was saying that like I should be an entrepreneur, that I would be great at marketing. And that's when he moved me from manager to marketing. And Mm. I had never done a single thing in marketing. And he was just like, well, go learn all you can because now you're ahead of our marketing. Like (laughs) this is what your test scores show and you're going to be great at it. And I was just like, okay, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I feel like kind of being that outside thinker and being willing to not care if everyone thinks you're crazy yeah. has helped me a lot in life. Um, and I think it's almost a response to being so socially conditioned by my parents to fit in this perfect mold and to be everything I was supposed to be growing up that like by re- kind of rebelling on that, I realized, but did you die? Like I felt like, oh, they still love me. Like everything's fine. Like it'll be okay. And so then I was like, oh, well, I'll just take risks all the time. You know? Yeah. Not all the time. I wear a seatbelt, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice. I realized, you know, there's a lot more to be gained. Right. Taking risks than just sitting down. So. That's awesome. Well, I would love to keep talking with you, but I know I don't no one else is going to listen to this podcast. I don't want to exploit your time. And I think that was an excellent way to like cl- close it okay. out. I thought that was pretty inspiring. Maybe a, a, a buzzer. No, at the last end. one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so thank you. So I really, really appreciate you yeah. coming to do a podcast with someone you've never met. This was very enjoyable. This was fun. And I thought that, like I said, this was a very buzzer heavy episode and should have been so thank you so much and was there anything else that you wanted to yeah um like i said you know i'm I'm glad you you reminded me because i told you about this before that i was going to do this (laughs) um but yeah i just want to end with black lives matter that's it thank you amy thanks everybody for listening i know that you enjoyed that and i know that you enjoyed hearing the the button the whole episode Hopefully you did at least. I thought it was a great addition. Thanks again to Amy for sharing some of her wisdom and knowledge, her immense wisdom and knowledge with with me. It was very, uh, very enjoyable conversation. And I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Hot Buttons. If you loved hearing the rap air horn sound effect in this episode, you can go to hotbuttons.net. That's hot buttons with a Z dot net to customize your button. You can choose different colors, you can choose sizes and shapes, and of course, you can choose different sound effects, and you can even upload your own sound effects. So please check out our sponsor for this episode, bringing you the best of Hot Buttons at an affordable price since 1999. Hotbuttons.net, that's hotbuttons with a Z, .net, and if you use our promo code Chase Doesn't Know, you can get 47 buttons for the price of two. Check them out at hotbuttons.net.